It's time for the most interactive radio program in Las Vegas today. It's time for Pushing the Limits with Brian Shapiro. Brian will talk sports, politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now Pushing the Limits, here's Brian Shapiro. All right, what's up, everybody? Happy Monday. It is time for PTL. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. And uh, we're going to have some fun today, man. we got a lot to get to, a lot to go over. We are broadcasting everywhere, uh, not just on KSHP Radio, but also on the YouTube page, which is PTL Vegas, uh, Twitter, Pushing Limits LV, uh, PTL Vegas on YouTube, as I mentioned, also on the Facebook fan page, PTL Vegas. We're live on TikTok. We're everywhere. And we got a lot to get to and a lot to go over today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit to start about uh, Brittany Grinder being honored over the weekend, a standing ovation. I'm, I have some strong opinions on that that might surprise you. So we'll get to that here in a little bit. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants a National Divorce Day. And yes, I would imagine that there would be a lot of men that would want a divorce from her. But we are going to talk about that, a different kind of divorce, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to talk a little bit about that as well. Get into some port, uh, sports in hour number two as well. There is a local podcast. Uh, I don't know. It's some conservative podcast. I never even heard of this guy until recently. But he is like um, obsessed with me. This show is obsessed with with PTL and obsessed with me. We're going we're gonna to have a little fun with this. We're going to get to this a little bit later on the program. Joining me in studio, as he does every Monday, is uh, the lavishly good-looking uh, Chris Wynn. Chris, what's going on, man? It's going great, Brian. Good to join you again. It is Monday. Start off the week strong, my friend, as uh, we had a lot of activity, of course, over the weekend that we're going to get a chance to discuss, and uh, as usual, right? It's the first day of the week. Always something to go over. Absolutely. And uh, plenty of things to go down. Uh very eventful weekend here in Las Vegas. We had the Rock and Roll Marathon in town. Yes. We had a lot of sports action going down. We did. It was a fight weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we kind of previewed it on Mutton Friday. Yeah, you were out yes. Friday, but we had a chance to uh, Thank you to kind of chirp it up a little bit. Myself and Jose Vellante and, yes. and, and Marquez. So it was, it was great to uh, do the yeah. show Friday. And, Thank uh, you. We'll get it rolling this week as Thank well, you. too. Thank you for filling in for yeah. me. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Uh, but, by the way, somebody on TikTok told me because I was trying to get I don't, to... I, only, I don't have enough th- followers. I well, guess what? I can't go live. That's weird. You got you got, you got to have a 1,000 followers. Should, yeah. I think you can still send me a guest request. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that's, that, yeah, I think I have gone as a guest on I don't know. TikTok so before. for anybody on TikTok right now that can give Chris Wynn some help on how... Because he's joined the live feed. Yeah. So you can see his pretty mug. Uh, please give... But everybody on the other feeds can see me right now. Okay. We're on, we're well, on, we're on well, all over the place. Fair enough. Okay, yeah. good to go. All right, let's get started here. And let's talk a little bit about Brittany Griner. So the Phoenix Mercury star uh, was, I guess, made an appearance... Queen Latifah honored her at the local, I shouldn't say local, the national NAACP Image Awards. This happened on Saturday night alongside her wife. Mm-hmm. Now, let me be the first to say this. I'm really happy that Brittany Griner is home. I'm not one of those people, one of those far right wing, you know, crazies out there that think it's just so horrible that Brittany Griner is home. And, you know, I'm happy that she's home. She didn't deserve the treatment that she got. And I, I want to be very clear. I'm not one of those people. I'm, I'm LGBTQ friendly, I guess you could say. I, I support their yeah. agenda. I'm also, uh, you know, I've been to Black Lives Matter protests. I, I'm not one of those idiots that dislike that would dislike somebody because they are gay and or because they are black. That would that's that's the kind of person I would call a hateful, racist, homophobic person. There are plenty of those out there, sadly. With that being said, here's what it sounded like, Chris. 
Um, this is when Queen Latifah, uh, unannounced by the way, I, I think it was a surprise to a lot of people in the crowd. Uh, this is what it sounded like uh, when Queen Latifah introduced uh, Brittany Griner. Here it is. Tonight where she belongs, our sis, Brittany Griner and her wife. <laughs> Okay, so long-standing ovation, you get it. Brittany Griner didn't say much. Very brief statements. I'm going to play like a little tidbit of what she said here at the end. Here's what Brittany Griner in her, in her own words. I want to thank everyone, and let's keep fighting to bring home every American still detained overseas. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so nothing wrong with that statement. Um, here's my issue. Brittany Griner put herself in that situation. I'm not saying she deserved to be treated the way she did because she didn't, right? It's an evil, murderous dictatorship. We all can agree. It's Vladimir Putin. It's Russia. The way they treat people, it's disgusting. But should we be honoring Brittany Griner? I mean, she's the one who made the terrible, idiotic, stupid mistake, right? She didn't deserve to be treated that way. She's in Russia. She is the one that was caught. And what I want to hear from Brittany, and this is just my personal opinion, while I'm glad she's home, and I agree with the message, we need to, you know, help other Americans get home. I like that. But I want to hear from Brittany, you know, hey, listen, I made a mistake. I want to help other people and make sure that they don't make the same mistake that I made. She put this country in a very tough spot. I'm glad that Joe Biden did what he did to bring her home. But now we have this merchant of death that is on the loose. And the reason why the merchant of death is on the loose, this arms dealer, is because of Brittany Griner. Let's just call it what it is. I'm glad Joe Biden did what he did. I don't disagree with the trade. I'm not happy with it, but I don't, I don't disagree with it either. But should we be giving Brittany Griner some sort of standing ovation for making a terrible mistake, Chris? Because I, I have a problem with that. All right, so I disagree with some of the characterizations that you've presented here in this situation, right? Um, the fact that she was traded for the merchant of death was not a decision that she made. It was not something that she made. It was not something that, that she was involved in whatsoever. That was the United States government that made that decision. She had nothing to do with it. Um, also, you're talking about her, the, mis the, mis the quote unquote mistake she made, but you're not using any context as far as what took place. All right. Yes. Did she make a mistake as far if you want to bottom line it? Absolutely she did. Okay, because she had a vape pen in her, in, her, in her luggage going to a foreign country in which it's illegal to do so. But the punishment, Brian, never fit the crime. She faced a term of uh, double-digit years in a Russian prison for what took place. Essentially, she was railroaded. And it was, a, it was a political situation that turned into a celebrity that happened to be American that was detained in a foreign country in a completely ridiculous way. So your characterizations are wrong as far as that goes. Second, as far well, as her... Okay, no, time, time out. What characterization Just, is wrong? You're characterizing it in a way that it's not, that, that's, that's not the context in which it should be. Secondly... Okay, well, I okay, well, we'll finish. Oh, let me, well, let me finish before you respond. Secondly, all right, you're talking about the uh, should we be honoring her? Okay, first of all, A, Brian Shapiro, Chris Wynn, Mark Hayes, and we are not honoring her. It's the NAACP that, that gave her uh, an, an award, right? But essentially, it's a symbolic thing, right? 
it's it's a symbol of her having to face that that type of situation and what what could have been a very dire situation in which she could have been locked up for years in a Russian prison and overcharged for a crime that was that, that was that she committed. All right, so that's it, it's kind of a symbol. It's not necessarily a you're you're making a kind of a bigger deal out of it than I think it is. It's not really a big deal. It's a symbolic type thing that she was given by the NAACP. And it was not given by, uh, you know, the, the, the country of the United States of America. It wasn't given, you know, in a, it, it, it was, again, it was a symbol. It wasn't, it's not, she's not someone who, uh, you know, yeah, she faced, she faced what, almost a year in a Russian prison. And it was touch and go as to whether or not she was ever going to come home. It could have really been a bad thing. It could have been a thing that could have been tragic. Because she could have, you know, there could have been other circumstances that took place in which she could have uh, either lost her life, and it, which is obviously the worst case scenario. And it's something that we would not wish upon your friend, your sister, your brother, your mother, your father, whatever. So the point I'm trying to make is, is that, yes, you, you kind of you wanted the bottom line and say, well, she made a mistake, so why are we celebrating her? That's kind of the approach that you're taking. That's, that's why I was saying, that's why I had an issue with kind of the way that you portrayed it. Okay, so let me start from square one here, and let me <laughs> expand on my opinions. I have never said that Brittany Griner deserved to be treated the way she was treated in Russia. Never have, never will. It's horrible. And again, I repeat myself. I'm glad that Brittany <laughs> Griner is home. I'm not a hater. I don't think Brittany Griner is this horrible person. In fact, I think she's a, a very nice person. I, I, listen, well, I never said any of that, on, so I don't know why. On, well, no, no, you're, saying, said, you're, you're putting I'm, out things I'm, out there. I never Chris, told Chris, 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 said. Chris, I never said that you said that. I'm expanding okay. on my opinions. Calm down. All right. Um, I understand that Brittany Griner had a domestic violence dispute. That was settled. Uh, I don't think that, you know, uh, she's not in jail. Okay, She wasn't convicted of a horrible crime there. She had a, a minor scuffle with one of her loved ones, and it was it was taken care of, and that's academic to this story. I don't think yeah. Brittany Griner is this terrible person. With that being said, to this day, since Brittany Griner was released publicly, she has not apologized for any wrongdoing or taken any responsibility for the mistake that she made. Again, I am not saying that she deserved to be treated the way she was treated in Russia. You want to put her behind bars for two weeks or something, I wouldn't necessarily have had a problem with that. Um, but she hasn't owned anything. She hasn't made any statements at all as Not far as apolog- remorse for the, for no. the, for the mistake no. that she made. No, there, there's no, there's no, no. video or audio. Go of that. ahead and find it. I don't know. I'll, I'll, yeah, I gotta go. Okay. I, look, so I, in all fairness, I haven't heard all that right, either. So let me finish. Yeah. Um, well, she has not apologized at all for the, the position that she put this country in. And what I mean by that is, even though she wasn't a part of the arms deal, this merchant of death would still be behind bars in this country if Brittany Griner didn't make the mistake that she made. So my point is very, very simple. Yes, the NAACP honored her. I got to tell you something. There are so many wonderful people in this country that happen to be black that I believe deserve to be honored that probably were not honored. There's too many of them to honor everybody. But I don't believe Brittany But that's Griner, academic anyway. But I don't, but well, I don't believe... But I don't yeah. believe that Brittany Griner should have been that person that was honored in that moment. Now, that's my personal opinion. Um, there are heroes out there. They could be police officers. They could be firefighters. They could be brave men and women in uniform. They could be politicians, whatever the case may be. They could just be good Samaritans that raise a ton of money for charity, whatever the case may be. 
I support the NAACP. I am friends with the director of the local NAACP here. She's a wonderful lady, Roxanne McCoy, and I would love to get her opinion on this. But I don't think a woman in Brittany Griner, who made a terrible mistake and put this country in a very difficult spot, and I am glad that Joe Biden did what he did. I'm not glad that we have this merchant of debt that's out there. Um, I don't want to honor people like that. Um, Brittany Griner, great basketball player, right? Phenomenal athlete. She's had a wonderful career. I don't know. You want to honor her at the ESPYs? Okay, fine. But I, I just find it a little odd and bizarre that the NAACP, with all the heroes out there, decides to honor and people give her a standing ovation. And why are we give, Why would the people at the NAACP give her a standing ovation? Because she's back home. We're all happy she's home. We're happy she's healthy. But why are we going to give her a standing ovation? It's not a basketball game. Why are we giving her a standing ovation now? I wouldn't give Brittany Gr- I would shake her hand and say, hey, I'm really glad you're safe. I'm really glad you're home. But I'm not going to give her some sort of standing ovation. I give a standing ovation to the heroes in this country. Like I said, brave men and women in uniform. You know, people like Chris, who served this country honorably. People who risked their life. What did Brittany Griner risk? What did Brittany Griner risk in this country? She's a basketball player. She happens to be black. She happens to be gay. That's great. Be a champion for the LGBTQ community. Great. Uh, I don't have a problem with that, but I have a serious problem with uh, people giving her a standing ovation. I, I, I'm sorry. I just have a problem. With okay, that. so this is what I'm talking about. When I'm talking about the way you're characterizing it, you just used the phrase. You said, oh, the, the, the position that Brittany Griner put this country in. She didn't put the country in a position. All right. She's someone that got arrested for a crime over in Russia. No, she didn't. She got arrested for a crime over in Russia. And the United States, the Biden administration, made a decision and went through with it regarding you know, and releasing the merchant of death. And yes, every reasonable person disagrees with him being free. We think the guy's a, a, P, a, a POS, okay, and has absolutely no business being free. All right. Secondly, all right, what you just talked about as far as as far as the NAACP. Ask yourself this question, Brian. You're saying I, I don't agree. They should the NAACP shouldn't be giving her an award. There's no. there's a million, there's a million other people that should be giving her an award. Ask yourself this question. Sit back, Brian. A little self awareness here. Sit back. Okay. <laughs> I got and ask yourself the question. Okay, no, I'm asking the question right here. I'm asking you right now. Ask it. Why did the NCAACP give her a, a, a award? Why did the NCAACP uh, actually recognize her. Yeah. Why do you think they did that? I, I, I will, but I just want to correct okay, well, on something. The N- well, no, no. NCAA. Uh, NAACP. NAACP. <laughs> no, I just Why do they recognize her? I get it. I just Why do they recognize her, Brian? The NCAA tournament's come up in two weeks. We're going right, to definitely talk so, about that. So what? That's not, that's not, here <laughs> I just want to make you self-aware. The NCAA tournament's yeah. different than the NAACP. Right, so why did they, why did they do it? Uh, so first of all, they didn't give her an award, actually. Okay, so, uh, uh, so why did they uh, honor her? Did they honor her? How, how do you want to describe it? Sure, I'll answer it. Um, I think, um, to some people out there, Because she's black and she's gay, there are a lot of people out there that that see her as a champion for the LGBT community and for minorities. And that's Because she is. Hold hold on. Let me finish answering your question. There's a caveat to it, okay? Um, The reason why Britney Spears was on that stage, uh, let me me put it to you this way. If she wasn't in Russia- Not Spears. uh, Excuse me. Britney Spears, different NCAA Britney Spears. Uh, the reason why Brittany uh, Griner was up there on that stage was not because of her basketball prowess or her sexuality. 
The reason why she was on that stage. But you, wait a minute. You, time on, out. you just finish. said that this because finish. she's got to let me. Finish. She's a member of the LGBT okay. community, and because and by the way, she Chris, is because she's a celebrity. Me, That's why got, she's being. Okay, you got to let me finish. Whatever it is, honored. Okay, you got to let me finish. Talked about. Well, I mean, you're, you're saying things. Just that let me finish. Don't make sense. Okay, well, you're not letting me finish, so I can understand why you would think that because I didn't finish my point. The reason why she was on that stage is because she was behind bars in Russia for months on end. Part of it. She recently got out. She would not be on that stage at that moment with her wife if she was just representing her as the basketball player. She was there getting a standing ovation because she's home. Now, she wouldn't have been there if she didn't make the mistake she made in the first place in Russia. I don't want her there. I didn't want her behind bars. I know there's some idiots out there, right? Uh, Very hurtful people. Well, racists. That that want Bigots. Right. I'm not one of those people. Let's be very clear on that. Uh, I wish the best for Brittany Griner. I really do. And her wife and her lovely wife. They seem like very nice people. I don't agree with giving somebody a standing ovation who made. And the reason why I say she put America in a peculiar position, because Joe Biden had to make a trade to get her back. They had to trade somebody that is far more dangerous than Brittany Griner. Brittany Griner is a pretty harmless person. Okay, Joe Biden had to say, all right, we got to get Brittany Griner back. We don't really want to release this guy. He's got eight or nine more years behind bars, uh, the merchant of death. But the only way we're going to get Brittany Griner back is if we release the merchant of death. That's what I mean by I say she put America in a difficult position. She was guilty. Okay, it's not like it was absolutely nothing. She did. She made a terrible mistake. She shouldn't have had that on her going through that airport. We all agree on that. I don't understand. She put this country in a. And she hasn't so you're ca- again, you're characterizing it in that way. It's not the right way to characterize it. I, I would not. Uh, there's a lot of us that don't characterize it as if Brittany Griner put the country in a bad position. The Biden administration made a decision. It's a separate thing than what you're talking. You're talking about it like it's a direct connection that Brittany Griner in some way, you know, put the country in a bad position. That's not how it should be characterized. It's not how you should characterize it. How did she not? It's not. It's, it's not. It's not a thing. You're, you're you're talking about something that that's not a thing. She's not the one. It was the Biden administration. I don't understand why this is so hard to interpret. The Biden administration made a decision. All right. Now it was based on what they thought was going to be necessary from the, obviously Vladimir Putin and the Russians, and so this guy, this merchant of death, was ended up being the trading piece. All right, but you're but you're making it you're you're taking it a step further, making it about Brittany Griner as if she has some culpability in the decision, and she doesn't. I never so said I don't she does. Yes, the you are. You're saying, you're saying she. Said, yeah, what are you talking about? You just said that Brittany Griner put the country okay, in a bad on. position. Okay, calm down, calm down. The, well, I mean, it's, well, well you're not even. Calm you're down. not even. Okay, uh, calm down for a minute. You're not even interpreting what I'm talking about right now. I am, and I disagree with you. Okay, here's why I disagree with you. The reason why I feel the way I feel, the only way Brittany Griner could have come home was to make a trade like this. Why was she behind bars in the first place? Because of her actions in Russia that were stupid. Do I think she's a murderer? No. Do I think she's a drug dealer? No. But she did something very stupid. You can call it absent-minded, whatever. But when you're in another country and you make the mistake she made, it's at a minimum extremely ignorant and irresponsible. What I want to hear from Britney Spears, and I think what a lot of people, I'm not alone in Brittany this Griner. opinion. But I said Britney Spears again. Yes, I'm did. sorry. <laughs> Britney Griner. Uh, what I want to hear from Britney Griner is I made a mistake. 
I want to make sure that other athletes that are traveling to other countries don't make the same mistake that I made. She hasn't owned anything. Okay, so this is like, and this is a di- different situation. This this is a different thing that you're talking about. So Brian Shapiro wants to hear some type of remorse from Brittany Griner. Yes. Look, I get that. That's fine. That's your personal hot take opinion. We get it. Okay. Yes, you feel like he, she needs to look. You and I, I, you haven't heard any of that audio. I haven't heard any audio in which she's been remorseful she or she's been. Okay. So look, we get it. Okay. That, 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 but that's just your opinion that you think that, you, that she hasn't, uh, you know, apologized to the country enough or whatever. Okay. That's fine. You can have that opinion, but I don't understand what, how that connects to Here's why. what the United States government did to get her back. Sure. I don't understand what that, by the way, you also made a statement that's not necessarily completely true. You said she'd be behind bars because of a stupid mistake she made. She was behind bars and she got the sentence she got because she was a political pawn that was railroaded. All right. And she got a multiple year sentence for something that any idiot, American, Brian Shapiro, Chris Wynn, or any Russian, if it would have been charged with the same crime, would have been never even okay. in. They would not have been in prison so for. Mo- okay, so what do you, what do you here's mean? Okay, the fine line to that. It, yeah, here's so the, it's the, not just as simple as okay. oh, she made it. She put she she's was absent minded and yes. she left a vape pen in her in her in here's, her in her baggage yeah. and therefore by you the know way, for those of you that's want, the reason why she's in jail. Way, for those that's of, not true. By Again, the way, it's not true. By the way, for those of you who want to join this conversation, yeah. uh, if you're listening or watching live, you can give us a call. 702-221-7283. Let me give that number again. This is a live radio show. We're not just TikTok live or YouTube live. It's a yeah. live radio show. So give us a call. Let me give out that number again. Maybe you agree with Chris. Maybe you agree with me. I, I don't think Brittany Griner deserves any standing ovations, at least not now. The number, 702-221-7283. That's 702-221-SAVE. That's the number. It's very simple. Uh, my opinions are very simple on this whole issue. I wish Brittany Griner the best. Uh, I, I take issue with the fact that she hasn't really taken responsibility or owned what she has done. I have an issue with that. That's number one. Number two, uh, Joe Biden had to make a very difficult decision. Uh, I believe it was the right one, but a very difficult one in, in, in releasing a man who is a very dangerous man, the merchant of death, to bring Brittany Griner home. The only reason why that trade was made was because of Brittany Griner's actions to begin with. Uh, number three, I don't like the argument that a lot of people make, which is this. These WNBA players are not making enough money. They have to play overseas to make a living. If you're making $100,000 a year and you're working four months out of the year, you can take care of yourself just fine leaving in this country. That's nonsense. It's not like Brittany Griner was on a $15,000 contract, Okay. Brittany Griner made a decision to play in Russia. If you are a professional athlete and you're making a pretty darn good salary, which is well above the average salary of men and women in this country, you didn't have to play in Russia. You made the choice to play in Russia. And when you're going to make a decision like that, you have to understand that the laws are very different in other countries and some other countries than they are in the United States of America. You have to be responsible. You have to understand that I am... And I hate to compare this to uh, Otto Warmbier because Otto Warmbier was murdered, right? It's a horrible story, that poor kid and his family. Mm. My heart aches for them. What did Otto Warmbier do? He took down a poster in North Korea. Now, as an American, I wouldn't want to be anywhere near North Korea, but that's beside the point. He made a mistake, and he was murdered for it, okay? Sadly, there are... D- different rules and laws and regulations in other countries that you have to abide by. You can, Absolutely. If you yeah. disagree with that, then guess what? Don't go to Russia. Don't go to North Korea. 
you know, but she made that decision. And when you make a decision like that, you have a responsibility to act accordingly. She did not do so. I don't agree with Russia. Vladimir Putin is an evil, murderous dictator, that entire regime. It's disgusting what's going on in the Ukraine. Don't even get me started there, even though, by the way, right. some Republicans <laughs> want Russia to win. But that's another another <laughs> segment where Chris and I will probably agree. Yeah. Um, I just want Brittany Griner to apologize. Let's take some phone calls now. 702-221-7283. Why don't we start with Mark on this one? Let's go to Mark. Again, that number, 702 702- Two two one seven two eight three. Hello, Mark. What's going on? Hey, brother. You and I spoke about uh, three weeks ago about gun uh, topics, and we talked about uh, sensible to restrict, um, you know, limits on bullets and stuff. So okay, you and I spoke so before. Okay, hold on a second. Hold okay. on a second. Repeat again. I didn't hear what you just yeah. said. <laughs> Sorry about that. So I was saying that we, we've spoken before uh, on common sense gun reform and how to, you know, limit, you know, bullets on guns, and so making sure that people have access to. Okay. To, to weapons and stuff. So I'm just letting you know that there's a framework that you understand that I'm a, a sensible person. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is uh, the crime that this young lady committed um, typically is a is a crime punishment. To, I think it's like ten days in jail in Russia. The reason why she was the reason why she was she held as long as she was is because she was a pawn. Sure. She was a pawn in the system and the political system to be able to be used by an administration that would be able to come in and get what they wanted in the trade. Right. Um, I don't disagree and use with that. It against an administration that was that was notorious weak in a lot of other issues, and mm-hmm. it can be used, as you said before. She's seen as oppression. She's seen as somebody that as a, a class that could be oppressed that they could use. And can I ask you a question, as, though? I take care of you. Let sure. me ask you. I don't disagree with anything you said, by the way, sir. Uh, but let me take it a step further. Then, knowing that you are a black woman who happens to be gay in a country like Russia. Wouldn't that mean you should be extra more careful to not make any mistakes in knowing that you could be a political pawn? Is that ridiculous to think that? Not at all. That's part of being responsible, being a professional, and she's a professional athlete. So the the fact that we're choosing to applaud her for being home, absolutely. But to pass awards because you're able to defeat a system, what system are you really defeating? You're just showing that you're willing to break the law in another country and, and... wait out a turn and become a political pawn. There's, right. there's no benefit to yeah, that. I hear you. And listen, I agree with everything you say, but do you disagree with me when it comes to the NAACP and the fact that Brittany Griner got a standing ovation over the weekend? I support the NAACP. I'm just not one of those people that would give Brittany Griner at this point a standing ovation. That's just me. I say that we have men and women that were put in wars in Vietnam, Afghanistan war, um, any, any other wars that we fought over the years that have come home and never been told welcome home, those people deserve more of a standing ovation than Agreed. somebody who Agreed. literally broke a law and then decided to, um, you know, be part of the system. She could have very easily pulled a John McCain and said, there are other people who have done uh, far lesser things that are being held captive that we can trade for. Can we, can, you know, if she was really going to want to, Still deserving of a standing ovation. I uh, that's the point I'm trying to make, uh, sir. And, and listen, I appreciate you calling in, and, and uh, we're in agreement, my friend. Thank you so much for calling in. Appreciate you. Thanks. Thank you. I mean, this goes to what I just talked about, and I posed the question to you, Brian, and you answer the question. I mean, it's uh, regarding why was she given the recognition or honor or whatever you want to call it that the NAACP gave. The reason why, you gave the reasons why, saying that she's a black woman of prominence, she's someone who happens to be a lesbian, happens to be a member of the LGBTQ community, 
And she's someone who uh, is looked at. And again, this is a word I keep using. And the reason why the NCAA, there's a reason why I say this all the time. You know, there's a method to the madness. Yeah. There's a reason why the NCAA, or N- excuse me, NAACP <laughs> recognized her, right? It's because she is a symbol. I keep talking about this. She yes. is a symbol. Yes. All right. This isn't just because yeah. she happens to be a WNBA player. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just because she happens to be a lesbian. It wasn't just right. because. She was arrested in Russia yeah. and had and had to sit in a Russian prison for what, like almost a year or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's not there. It's all of this combined, and and yes, she's looked at as someone who has faced some type of oppression or suffering yep. or was wrongly done. That's what yep. I'm talking about. If I think- I mean, and and you guys look to be honest, you guys are kind of splitting hairs. You and the caller kind of splitting hairs as to you know, well, she's she, just this, this amount of degree or whatever. Yeah, you don't. Yeah. You, you, you got a nice uh, shiny yeah, dome. Bald. All right, let's take some more calls. 702-221-7283. Uh, she's a symbol of what not to do in another country. Uh, <laughs> 702-221-7283. I believe we have Carl on the line. Hello, Carl. Yeah, hey, uh, Chris, Brian. Uh, listen, this whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. She knows she's going to a autocratic, communistic, dictatorship country. She may be a good basketball player. But her intellectual level must be rather low. That uh, to bring actually know your luggage is going to be searched. To bring actually some kind of drug into a country like this. she wasn't going into a friendly country. She's going into a dictatorship. What did she think was going to happen? She must not have the brain. Oh, that's of, my uh, point. Uh, Can I point this out though? Carl, you're you're a pretty hardcore lefty liberal. Is that fair to say? Is that a fair characterization? No, I'm not. A, I'm a moderate. I'm okay. the middle of the road. Carl is actually putting responsibility. I am lefty yeah. liberal. Okay. True. Carl's not. Carl is putting responsibility, <laughs> like I am, on a black woman who happens to be gay yeah. for making a very stupid mistake. Her She's not, color's got nothing to do with it. Her I understand that. I understand that, Carl. But the reason why I'm bringing that up because there's a lot of people on the left that are not wanting to hold her account or responsible for the mistake that she That's made not true. in Russia. There are some. Oh, not I'm all. Okay. Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, Carl and Brian, let me speak to this, okay? Because Carl just brought this up about being stupid, right? Absolutely, this could be a case, and this is my personal opinion, in which she was absent-minded and maybe didn't even pay attention and maybe is a bit of aloof. Okay, when it comes to this type of situation, because of what she is, what is she? She's a pro basketball player. She might have believed. Look, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into Brittany Griner's head. Yeah. But she might have thought, oh, you know what? Even if I do, if I run into any type of legal situation, right, in Russia, my owner, who happens to be a very influential Russian, right, uh, oligarch, who happens to, I, I believe, have a personal relationship with Vladimir Putin, or in some way has a relationship with the Russian government, yeah. I may have options as far as my owner taking care of me in Russia. So, sure. Carl and Brian, it might be a situation like that where she thought she yeah. had a little back, a little backing, right, yeah. from her from yeah. her team in Russia. If anything happened to take place, obviously, what took place is she had a vape pen well, in her in her bag, which Brian, is illegal. Brian, oh. Brian was right. The NAACP should not have given her a huge uh, thing where she's congratulated and all. They should have said it was very nice. Hey, I got an idea for you, Carl. Uh, How about this? How about this? How about the Terry Nichols family? 
that in their pain yeah. and suffering are trying to get action done with when it comes to police brutality. Those are the type of people that I want standing ovations. Not a professional athlete who goes to another country who does something really dumb and stupid, and now we have an arms dealer on the loose. Carl, thank you so much for your call, my friend. I appreciate you. Thanks, thank Carl. You, you got it. And All by the way, Brian, I'm sure the NCAACP has a lot of people that they honor and awards that they yeah. give to other people, so yeah. let's not portray this as if she's the only one that's getting recognized by yeah. the NAACP. Okay. That's well, not really again, true. okay. Uh, well, I end by saying this. Me and Chris we obviously we obviously disagree on this. I think there's a lot of people out yeah. there uh, that are more worthy of a standing ovation these days than Brittany Griner. I respect the fact that she's had a heck of a career. She's a champion for the LGBTQ community. I respect that a great deal as well. Um, but uh, she made a terrible mistake. And even if we can find a quote where she she could say, "Oh, you know, I'm really sorry." Oh yeah. But by the way, yes. Uh, uh, breaking news, uh, Mr. Yeah. Shapiro. There, that would, that quote has been found. Okay, so well, I would like to it see kind that of harpoons quote, and a I would lot like, of what your so your I would discussions like, about. So uh, I haven't seen that quote. Okay. I will gladly take a look at it okay. and I will read it on the air. But I will say this: I want to know if she took absolute. Why, why is there to be a but? You can just well, you can just I'm explaining. Point out that he actually did apologize. Hey guys, I'm sorry. I want to know what she said. I want to know if she owned what she did. And understands that she put the Biden administration in a tough spot, and this country. You're kind of hedging yourself right now here. Uh, not hedging myself. You're you're kind of trying trying to hedge yourself, Chap. He is. No, I'm not. I said the same thing. Sounds like you're hedging. I said the same thing 15 minutes ago. I didn't just say, "Oh, I wonder if she said she's sorry." She should say she's sorry. I also said 15 minutes ago, "I want her to own what she did." And try to help other athletes from not making the same mistake that she did. If she can do that, then I will give her a standing ovation. But I know she hasn't done that yet. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Oh, Chris, we are going to have some fun when we come back. Um, because there's a local podcast in town with about... You know, is there? Yeah, there is. It, I think it's called the most listened to conservative podcast in the world or something. It should be called the least listened to. But anyway, we'll get to that. There are some people in this town that are obsessed with me. Sadly, they're usually middle-aged men that live in their mom's basement. This is a very similar situation. There's a local podcast. Seriously, this guy does this podcast. Every single podcast, like half of it is dedicated to me and my show. And by the way, really? he talks about you. As well. No! Yeah, yeah, he talks about you I as well. This out. All right, so we're going to have a little fun when we get back. Uh, and we're going to talk a little bit about this this podcast from this this guy who does a, does a show, I think, in his mom's basement. We'll talk about it when we come back. We'll have some fun. We're going to get to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene and the word divorce. I know there's a lot of men out there that if they were married to Marjorie Taylor Greene, they would probably want to use that word a lot, but not that kind of divorce. She wants a national divorce. We'll get to that later in the program. Who is this podcast? Who is this guy that's obsessed with Brian Shapiro? Uh, And a little bit of obsession with Chris Wynn as well, by the way. Uh, So we'll get to that when we come back. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing Limits right here on KSHB. Hey everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super. Hero, that is. Because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. 
look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas's top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and the latest lines on every game. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards on every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino, Fiesta Wildfire, or the El Cortez. Details at the Sportsbooks. The Farmer's Burger from Farmer Boys. Beef. Bacon, cheese, hand-smashed avocado, and fresh veggies. Best burger champ. That's how we drop the mic. Farmer Boys, farm food ain't fast food. Farmer Boys' new always crispy fries stay crispier and tastier all the way home. If they make it home. Sharing is caring. Farmer Boys, farm food ain't fast food. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Monday. Thank you all of us for joining the PTL family here. By the way, announcement to make. I wouldn't really call it an open calling, but uh, I put an ad out that I'm looking for a permanent co-host. Chris Wynn has a full-time job. So I know people yeah. how come Chris Wynn isn't going to be our full-time? He's here once a week. That will continue. But It's the Brian Shapiro yes. Pushing the Limits show. It's not Chris. Chris no. C. Wynn just jumps on in a Monday just to, yes. just to cause right. uh, Brian grief. Right. That's what I do. So I put, out, I put out an ad because um, <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a, a full-time co-host, someone who could be my partner in crime. I got over 75 <laughs> responses, resumes, everything. I've nailed it down to about, or I've I've taken it down to about five or six people. I've spoken to all these people on the phone and starting tomorrow, I hate to call it a tryout because that's like 
that's like a you're you're trying out for a JV basketball. It's not really what it is, but I'm but I guess I am. Well, you got to see if you have chemistry with the, with the other hosts. Correct. I yeah. mean, me and Chris have unbelievable. We do unbelievable chemistry. Electrifying as it comes. Not physical though. Let's no. be clear on that. No. But uh, so I have uh, guests throughout this week, starting tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, maybe Friday, next Tuesday. Uh, so I'm trying out like four or five people. I've narrowed it down the res- from like literally 75 people to like four or five people. And I'm going to choose one. So we're going to have some fun tomorrow, starting with uh, uh, a guest host. And it's we're going to be doing that throughout the week. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And the listeners' opinions are going to matter. Uh, I'm, it's not just my opinion. Uh, I want to hear everybody's opinion on, hey, do you think that, how do you think that was? Did that work? Did that not work? So anyway, we'll see what happens. It should be interesting. Any truth to the rumor that the individual that we're about to talk about who has this podcast also sent his resume in. He did not. Any and truth I, to that room? I would never, I would never co-host with, with somebody with zero experience. <laughs> and the guy we, uh, I'm going to be talking about next has zero experience in the media. All right. So long story short, Chris, and, and this involves you. We were at a Republican event a few weeks ago. Yes, right? we were. Uh, <laughs> and we were kicked out and we were kicked out because they just don't want me there because I call out Republicans left and right all the time. And they just didn't want me there. Yeah. It had nothing to do with me, to no, be honest with no. you. Yeah. I so, just happened to be with you. So yeah. as I'm walking out, a few people shook my hand. A few people asked to take a picture with me. They all did. good. Yeah. One of those people uh, takes a picture with me, and I find out his name, and I talk to a few friends of mine that are Republicans that are very active within the Republican Party. I say, hey, do you know who this guy is? A few people had no idea who he was. Right. One person did, and uh, sends me a message and says, yeah, this guy does some sort of podcast, and, and here's one of the podcasts where he talked about you a little bit. And again, I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall. I've never heard of him before. His name, I guess, is Chris Dyer. And he does some podcast that I don't even know what it's called, but underneath it says number one conservative podcast in the world. And then I look at his followers and he's got like 15 followers. So it should be called the least listened to podcast in the world. But anyway. 15? Yeah. 15 or 16 followers. I could be wrong. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll follow so he can get to 17. But anyway. (laughs) Um, so this is the first time I had ever heard of this guy before. Right. I guess he ran for office and he failed running for office. This is the clip that a friend of mine sent me, and he starts talking about my religion. It's it's really weird. Have a listen to this. He is running. She was on Shapiro's show, uh, pushing the limits, which I can't even. I can't even anymore. You know, I just what can't even what kind of glance over it and like eh, whatever. It's got redundant. I go, uh, Michelle Mortensen doesn't even do her own fucking show anymore. She just does his show, and I can't even bother. I can't watch this conservative cuck, you know, just sit there and have this this dude is just a an analog for the whiny radio host. I mean, he's a ginger. His last name's Jewish, which is probably supposed to set some people off because he's wait, just wait, like, whoa, 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 time out. I'm an independent, but he, she, she was this lady, Rhonda Kennedy, was on his show. She's right. running for United States. All Senate. right, we can cut that. Wait a minute, time out, time out, time out. He said your last name sounds Jewish. What? Yeah. So, so, so. Anyway, I hear that for the first time. He is Jewish, guy. First Come of on. all, the guy says. It's redundant listening to my show, yet just about every one of his podcasts, we'll get to this, he talks about my show. Are you serious? Yeah, so I think that's the definition of redundant because the guy can't come up with his own material, so he, so he dissects my interviews and my guests, by the way. That's number one. Number two, so I'm, I just started talking to this guy. It's like a Facebook chat we're having, and as I'm talking to this guy, a friend of mine sends me that clip, and I'm thinking to myself, what a jerk. Like, why are you even bringing up my religion? Like, if you don't like me or you want to bash my show, I don't care. 
If you want to bash my politics, I could care less, especially from somebody like this who nobody knows who this guy is. He does a podcast out of his mom's basement. He's a fool, right? Nobody knows who this guy is, and he's a loser, right? But with that being said, why are you bringing up my religion? So I bring that up to him, and the end of the conversation, I just end up blocking the, the turd, and, and I basically just say, you know, uh, uh, and he makes a statement like, I'm irrelevant. You know, he's being kind of self-deprecating. I'm irrelevant. Why are you even talking to me? And my last response was, and it was true. I think I said something along the lines of, I wanted to see if you were not a blanking idiot, and obviously I was wrong, and then I just block him, because he's an idiot. And look, even if you were irrelevant, what's his name again? Chris, Chris, Dyer. Chris Okay, so Chris, even if you are irrelevant, people are still going to respond to you if they feel like responding to you. Especially Brian Shapiro! Yeah. Shap is going to respond to you the way, if you have, you should say something. Yeah. And you say something ridiculous, yeah. which is what uh, giving a him- lot of the, a lot of that just, that, that just clip I just heard right there. There's just a lot of things that were yeah. completely redonkulous well, that you said. It gets worse. It gets okay. worse. So anyway, yes, I am an independent, uh, Chris. I've been an independent my whole life. Whether you think just because I don't like the orange turd, uh, and you clearly do, uh, I vote Republican and Democrat my whole life. But you lean left on social issues. I was getting You're kind that. of lefty-ish. I was getting to that. Yes. Um, I, I didn't vote for Barack Obama. I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton. I'm for capital punishment. Uh, I am for... You should have voted for both of those, by the way. Um, but, you know, so so anyway, not that I have anything to prove to this loser uh, who does a show out of his mom's basement. But anyway, uh, it gets him more interesting, Chris, because he calls it redundant, yet at every... I think he does like a couple hours a week or something. So out of pure boredom and entertainment purposes, a friend of mine said, yeah, he talks about you like every show. I said, oh, really? Um, so here's a different episode where he's talking about my looks, my appearance, my hats, and my bald head. Have a listen to this. Tim Pool? No, he's uh, he takes it off in between commercials and rubs his head. I think the um, <laughs> uh, just to give him the benefit of the doubt, I think the uh, headphone chingus probably irritates the bald head. He's yeah. bald. He doesn't hide it. Like, uh. He wears he wears you know hats. Yeah, it's always nice to have a middle-aged man talking about my appearance who that does is, a that's podcast. That's a little bit strange, I yeah. gotta admit. That's yeah. a little bit yeah. uh, weird. Like, like catch part. a predator weird, right? Know, like, yeah. why are you talking about my appearance, bro? Like, it's just really strange. I don't know. And then in the same episode, this is how <laughs> unprofessional and how weird this guy is. Like, if you do a show, whether it's a podcast or a live radio show, you have, and you know this, Chris, you're a pro, you, right. you have your cuts ready to go. This guy, while he's doing the show, is like, oh, let me find this. Uh, let, me, <laughs> let me find that. Uh, and then he's criticizing actual real members of the media. The guy doesn't even know how to do a, 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 a podcast, right? So he's like, he's like going through my YouTube page. Oh, darn it. I can't find this. And by the way, the guy swears every other word, too. Can't have an intellectual conversation about policy or guests or anything. Right. So he's like going through my YouTube page while the show is going on, trying to find stuff. Like he couldn't do like 10 minutes of show prep and have it ready to go. Anyway, this is him going, what I'm talking about, going through my YouTube page. Have a listen to this. Do you want to see Amy Tarkanian calls out Republican leadership in Nevada or former Republican chair Amy Tarkanian <laughs> slut shamed by fellow Republicans? Going through my YouTube page. We got time. Yeah. Which one do you want to Wait, see? Wait, is this first? during the show? Yes. Is it during the podcast? Yes. Let's go slut shamed. Yeah. So he's like, he's like going through my YouTube page. Okay, so let me get this straight, Brian. <laughs> this guy is doing a podcast, which is a horror show from an aesthetics perspective, <laughs> yeah, right? And yeah. as far as a look at a cosmic, and he's talking about all this cosmic, but then he's, but he's also criticizing your yeah, show and yeah, other shows yeah. about their yeah. presentation and about how they look and about how it sounds and how everything. Correct. Guy, look in the mirror, man. Yeah. Seriously? Really? Yeah. 
I don't know. Oh, it's weird. And again, it, 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 there's something that... A lot of weirdness. A lot of bizarreness. There's something that scrolls situation. on the bottom with this guy that says, world's most listened to conservative podcast. Meanwhile, he's got like four people that I listen to his podcast. I gotta check this out, though. I'm sorry. I know he's only at 17. Five. I, I'm, I'm gonna make it 18, though. World's, I'm absolutely checking world's this out. World's least listened to podcast, you clown. Yes. You loser. Especially if he, if he has a couple comments about me, too. I gotta, I gotta, oh, we're getting I gotta watch this. Yeah, we're yeah. getting it. And I don't know, he has some co-host that is also a complete idiot who knows nothing about me, knows nothing. And by the way... Well, keep, why would he have a co-host? Of course. Yeah, and they keep saying, oh, you're on AM radio. You're on AM radio. Uh, do they take calls on AM radio? Meanwhile, this guy's doing. Wait, you're, a, you're doing a podcast with like 15 yeah, hours. Exactly. Like he's doing. Like, he's on. He does this podcast that nobody watches and listens to, and he's criticizing people for actually being on the radio, <laughs> whether it be AM or FM. By the way, we're going to have a big announcement about that coming up here in a little bit. Right. I don't think I can say anything now, but it, but we're going to have a big announcement. <laughs> breaking about, news. Yeah, breaking news come up here. PTL style. Yeah, yeah. So he's criticizing like Michelle. Okay. Yeah, that was weird too. Yeah. yeah. So Michelle is a very nice lady. We have good debates. I appreciate her coming. She's a nice person. I consider her a friend. She's an actual true yeah. conservative oh, and here's Republican. Else. Chris, here's yes. something else. Try this on for size. Unlike this guy, Chris Dyer, who, to my knowledge, has never had a job in the media in his life, Michelle's actually been a reporter. She's actually had a job in the media where somebody actually paid her. Any, any, any numbnut could just uh, do a show in their mom's basement and, and say they do a show. Nobody's paying him to do that. Nobody's watching either. Maybe that's why. Oh, and, and the guy also, well, well, we'll go on to some more cuts here. It's okay. Here's one more cut just from that episode alone. If you're speaking of the word redundant, say about the Republican Party here. Well, they should have taken the He's mic. He's playing away. a cut from my show. Okay. <laughs> he Both. actually participated in Amy Tarkanian in interview I did. Yeah. Can we, number one, who in the <laughs> is going to walk up to Michelle Fiore and yoink the fucking mic out of her hand. Are you shitting me, man? Come I didn't. On. I didn't do that, by the way. I don't know you what he's talking hit? about. Well, I'd do it if she insulted me or That's said something assault, directly. Brother. You can't take something out of somebody's hand. You can't? She will fucking hit you back. <laughs> it's not It's not assault if I just take the mic and don't touch her. Yeah. I can, so, so, if I pull a, a pull yeah. a James Bond ninja move yeah. and just take the mic without her even touching her, it's not assault. Yeah. By the way, that's but. not what happened. Uh, there's something called public comment, and I had two yes. minutes. Of, so... They go through the video of us, because uh, clearly they can't come up with material of their own. So they go through video. And by the way, let me be very clear on this. I I'd be shocked if I ever brought up this guy's name ever again on the show. This is like a one-time deal for me. But oh, I guess this is good. This is but, funny stuff, but Brian. I got to admit that. They, they go through my videos on my page. Like when you and I got uh, kicked out of that Republican right. event. Yeah. Uh, they go through that whole video and they start playing it and they do their commentary of it like it's some sort of basketball game or something. Well, I got to watch that. That's kind of funny. They play the video of me going after Michelle Fiore for two minutes. By the way, yeah. nobody took a microphone out of their, her hand. I don't know what these guys are talking about. Um, they go through like my interviews and, and, and sometimes you'll give a So they, they take a video of yeah. you, of us getting booted or they just, my video. they play your video. They took my video. Okay. So posted on social so media. So it's just audio, right? Yeah. Cause you didn't really well, have there's, any video. There's video too, you, but it's video not, like pointing to the floor. Yeah. Right? It's right. pointing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so they go through that. All right. You're ready for another episode, Chris. Are you ready for another episode with this guy? I have a this couple. Is great stuff. Yeah. I gotta yeah. admit. So this is, I'm about to become number eight, number yes. 17 follower, yes. 18 follower. Chris, this is about Chris, you. Chris, uh, what's his last name? Dyer? Dyer, Dyer yeah. I think. I'm about uh, Chris to Loser. Fan. Yeah, Loser podcast from your mom's basement. Anyway, Still gonna be he also makes fun of the aesthetics and he makes fun of the scenery here in the studio. And meanwhile, this guy is like in his mom's basement doing a podcast. And he's making fun of this studio. And, he, and he's made fun of like the audio at times and all these other things. And meanwhile, this guy 
for like 10 minutes. Uh, where's that video? Where's that audio? Let me look for Brian Shapiro's video here. Let me look at, <laughs> let me look at that. And meanwhile, he's, he's making fun of what we do. Right. And the guy is so unprepared. Like he's not even capable of having a debate with somebody. By the way, I think his big, uh, get on his show was John Brookhagen. A guy who also Johnny Brew, yeah, a guy who we know also, Johnny, we had, a, a guy who also has never had a job in the media before. Oh my god! Wait a yeah, minute, yeah, he's boys with Johnny Brew, or used to be boys with. I him think or he was on his show. Like the guy oh, can okay, never yeah. get a great guest. Like he doesn't even know how to get a guest. It's just you know, it, it's funny. All right, so here's another episode. By the way, did he use the term redundant? It's redundant. <laughs> By the way, I heard this guy's on our YouTube page right now watching my show. Uh, speaking of redundant. If yeah. it is Chris, I'm, I'm going to be number. I'm going to be yeah. a follower number seventeen, bro. I'm coming your yeah, way. Yeah, we'll give you. I follow- check it out. Look at that. You just might have gotten two followers to your least listened to check conservative podcast of all time. By the way, Chris can call in. I I'll like t- it when people talk about. I'll me. take his call right now. <laughs> But he's a coward. He probably won't. By the way, this is the same guy who asked to take a picture with me, by the way. The guy that tries to bash me on his, on his weekly, uh, you know, in the basement podcast. Let's get back to this Jewish name thing, though, with you. Yeah, what, what's what's the deal? What's all about that? Is no he trying idea. to, is no he idea. trying to portray you as not Jewish enough or something? Or yeah. what is that? Who what's knows? behind that whole when criticism? Somebody randomly just brings something like that up. Right. They don't have a debate. They don't have content. They don't have a reason. Hey, you know, when I don't like somebody, I give them a reason why. And guess what? It has nothing to do with their religion or what they look like or their sexuality. It has to do with something they said, their opinions on topics. Anybody who has an IQ over 20 is able to do that. But clearly he's not. Oh, Brian's redundant and he's a liberal and, and, and he's Jewish. I mean, you know, when you don't have any, anything to debate, or talk about right. this is what you do, mm-hmm. right? If you're not very intelligent, and I would, I would beg to probably give my thought on the fact that he's probably not a very intelligent guy. Because if you are, you're able to have intelligent conversations with people that disagree with you. Uh, now, if somebody says something that is blatantly ignorant or idiotic, then I go after them, of course. But I've had good substantive d- debates with Republicans that are far to the right. It's what I do. Jokes. You have debates with people that are on the left. Myself, you and I get into it, Brian, all the time. I'm on the left. So anyway, speaking of you, I'm so glad you brought up yourself, Chris, because uh, (laughs) in this next episode, uh, when I took a break, you know, uh, my sister sadly losing her life and I took a couple weeks off. Um, You did a great job filling in and so Mm -hmm. did Thomas Moskal. So I think this was one of those shows where you filled in. Right. And he starts talking about you. Anyway, (laughs) have a listen to this. It's after he lost the election. That's you. Spike yeah. He was already going in. This is an AM radio mode, show, right? Oh, he was always, or he's already in. Uh, you know, uh, this guy's a liberal mode. too. I think. Oh, he's to, the no. He's okay, okay, so he I am. Yes. Oh, uh, as far as the Shapiro and Chris Wynn universe, <laughs> Brian thinks he. Brian Shapiro thinks he is the uh, uh, moderate, independent. That's no, what he calls. I don't think I am. You well, clown. He, he is dude, more liberal. moderate than me. This dude's yeah. the liberal. Okay. Well, I am. Chris Wynn. Yeah. So he's going to talk with Michelle. Michelle has, he, I can't remember what she went They exhausted about. the courts when it came to <laughs> options as far yeah, so as. So let me skip past trying so to over- They talk a lot of sports. We saw what happened. Wait a minute. So he's, he's, so he's just like fiddling through the, yeah. these videos. Yeah. And kind of stopping yeah. and starting and like, <laughs> yeah, it's so un- there's criti- no there's God, no organization. Strange man, he's a weird dude. He's a yes, I am a left wing liberal. Yes, I am. So this guy, started- I'm more left than Brian is. This Brian, guy- I get into uh, Chris. I, I'm sure he's watching, right? So I'm Chris, sure he is, yeah. we absolutely, I get into it with him all the time. Brian, yeah. Brian, and I get into I'm sure- it. We yell at each other. I'm a lot. sure I yell be- at him. I'm sure he'll be doing three hours of this on his next podcast because he has so much material to talk about. Uh, we're almost done with this segment, by the way, Chris. Uh, we're not going to do three hours on you. You're not that okay. important. Yeah. Uh, but quite frankly, doing 20 minutes on you was 20 minutes too long. But I we've think- already established a, 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 a it's the, I'm, I'm going to bottom line right now. 
I'm absolutely going to check this podcast out, Brian. I swear to God, I'm going okay, to. Okay, so I'm going to, in a nutshell, here it is. It's two drunk guys that are not mm-hmm. very intelligent, that are not prepared. Oh, they're boozing it up on the podcast, that, too? That, that don't know how to talk about actual yeah. real issues. They just talk smack about people, people that are more successful than them. I don't even know what this guy does for a living. Clearly, it's not doing a podcast. He's, and, yeah. and, and he also made a statement like, I don't know how this guy, Brian, makes money. Now, for somebody that has an IQ lower than 20, and maybe I'm talking about Chris. I don't know. Yeah. Um, let me explain to him how radio works. You see, there's something called an advertiser, mm-hmm. right? Clearly, he doesn't have one. You see those ads that we play when I take a break? Yeah. They're called advertisers. Those advertisers give us something called money. Right. Now, that could be in the form of a check <laughs> or that could be cash. But they give us, right? Am I explaining it correctly? Yeah, you don't, you don't have to be honest with you, Brian. You really don't have to go into detail uh, on this, okay. you know, given the time. Well, I want to help but, this uh, guy out. For, for the guy out there that uh, is doing a podcast in front of 15 <laughs> followers uh, with, a, with a co-host apparently from his house or wherever it is, yes, there is a business model to actually making money and working in radio. Yeah. You can actually do it. Yeah, you can actually some, make money. There's something called so, an yes. advertiser. I don't know if you've ever, he's ever heard of that <laughs> before. But yeah, that's how it works, sir. You see, we play ads and we do remotes and we... We do live reads. I'm going to do one here in just a minute, a live read, one of my advertisers. Um, so that's how it works, Chris. That's how people in the radio business make money. I know exactly. that I know that you've never done that before, uh, <laughs> clearly based on your uh, podcast and your and your wonderful listenership of 15 followers. I'm not surprised. All right, I'll play one more cut. Then I've okay. had enough of this guy, Chris Dyer. <laughs> this guy does a show out of his mom's basement. Um, all right, so then uh, he gives a little bit history about me. This is another different podcast. Speaking of redundant, isn't it interesting, Chris? The people that say, "Wait a minute, this is this isn't just one episode. No. This is a bunch. These are this, six you're taking clips episodes. from a bunch. Yes, this guy's all over you, Shapiro. <laughs> Chris, come on, man. There's got to be other radio hosts you can complain about in yeah. Vegas, right, or around yeah. the country. I mean, he does. Hey. He, to his credit, uh, I'll give him credit on this. He does go after other people as well. Oh, does he? Just okay. makes fun of other people, but he he definitely chooses my podcast over others. I I haven't heard him really talk about many other shows. He's a Shapiro super fan, folks. Yeah, well, he clearly is because he's he watching right now, but he's a coward. He won't call in. I, I, I welcome Chris. If you'd like to call into the show, I will gladly. Ha- maybe you could explain to yourself why you brought up my religion, and then maybe you can defend a world's most listened to conservative podcast with 15 followers. You could explain the name of that. I think that's false. Who's his co host? I don't know who this guy is. His co host might be dumber than him. But anyway, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, Here's one more cut from this guy, Chris Dyer's show. Uh, I, by the way, I use that term show, show very loosely. Yeah, I use it very loosely. It's really just some guy in front of a camera talking, like uh, just mumbling. Right. But anyway, um, here's him giving some false history about me. Have a listen to this. I had a character like she this said, in the past. This is a new character. He's been around for a while. I was going to say, he. Um, somebody said in the comments that he hosted Steve Sanson's governor debate. And I think okay. he was at Steve Sanson's like dinner that he did that he does every other year so he's a steve sanson guy too so i guess steve is one of his conservatives building out building out his empire like it's interesting these characters are coming in yeah there's like a sanson wing brian's been around for a while anybody that's been like wanting to be like serious broadcasters like sanson and and Uh johnny brew they've been (laughs) johnny brew Okay, so, so wait me, a time out. Johnny Brew okay. wants to be a serious let me, let me clar- media member or let me clarify. Wait, Steve Sanson. Steve Sanson. We know Steve. I, can you, can you lower Steve a Sanson, bit? a media guy. Okay, so let me let me uh, clarify a couple things here because <laughs> it does need of, clarification. First yes. of all, you you dumbass, because that's what you are. <laughs> I don't have any problem. <laughs> 
was with Steve Sanson. We get along fine, but he's not my guy. The reason why I do these events, it's called like helping veterans. They run an organization called Veterans in Politics. I don't care whether you're a Republican or a Democrat. The reason why I take my time to go to these events when they invite me is to raise money for our veterans, you dope. What do you do? Besides doing your stupid two-hour, three-hour-a-week podcast that nobody listens to. Just because I go to Veterans and Politics events doesn't mean I'm Steve Sensen's guy. I do that because I, I support our veterans, our brave men and women in uniform. And that's why I go to these events, you idiot. That's number one. Number two, I never worked with John Brookhagen. Don't know what you're talking. The guy's not a serious. You had drug. him on the old show Here's a couple why. of times, right? Here's for, why. And for educational stuff, right? Because he's, no. he's a teacher, right? No, no, definitely not. Here's, Wait, no, 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 no. Time I'm out. I'll tell you why. He if was, he had, or he had a company that did education or if, some type if, of thing. If, That's why you had him on. I will, I will. If you want well, I mean, I'll give you the answer. He wrote a couple checks to a show that I used to do called The yes, Vegas Take for a very brief yes. amount of time. He was an advertiser. And with that advertising deal, he made appearances on my show. Since then, since that show, I want nothing to do with John Brookhagen. Another guy who does, by the way, somebody told me he doesn't even do his podcast anymore. Like, it's not even a show. He just interviews during the midterms a bunch of candidates. Like, he's not capable of interviewing somebody on the other side. Let me be very clear on this. I would rather interview somebody that I disagree with. I do it all the time. You actually do, yes. Then somebody, I will say that. Then so, because I like a good debate. I've had plenty right. of Republicans in studio. Mm-hmm. Not people like Amy Tarkanian who have turned a little bit on the Republicans. I'm talking about staunch Republicans. In the last several years, I could name you almost every almost every, including Jim Marchant, who I've interviewed. Mm-hmm. Sigal Chata won't do my show. Joe Lombardo won't do my show. But I've interviewed There's a, been a lot, Let's a put it that lot way. Yeah. of Republicans and maybe some Republicans that don't like me very much. But you know why I do that? Because that's a responsibility of a host. And when you and, and all due respect to these people I'm going to name right now, but I'm going to name all the conservative local hosts in this town, right? There's not many. Alan Stock does one hour a day. Does he ever interview Democrats, people that disagree with him? No, because mm-hmm. he's a coward. Kevin Wall, does he ever interview Democrats or people that are way on the left that disagree with him? No, because he's a coward. Steve Sanchez, does he ever interview people on the far left, people that he disagrees with? No, no. because he's a coward. Heidi Harris, did she ever interview? She's not even on the air anymore here, but did she ever interview people on the far left, people that disagree with her? No, because she's a coward. Wayne Allen Root, does he ever interview people on the far left, people that he disagrees with? No, because he's a coward. Because all those people that I just mentioned do echo chamber right-wing radio. That's not what I do. I interview people on both sides of the aisle and then, you know, let people form their own opinions. Now, this is an exception. Chris does the show with me every Monday. But even when Chris was is here, I, I've had Republicans in the studio where we both interview Absolutely. Them because that is a responsibility of somebody who does a show. doesn't mean we always have to agree or disagree, but I think it's better radio when you disagree with somebody no question. Yeah. than when you agree yeah. with somebody. Uh, that's, that's always been my personal opinion. That's always the way I felt about that. And um, he made incorrect statements. No, I've never worked with John Brookhagen. And that guy has never, in my uh, unless I'm wrong, he's never had a job in the media before. It's another guy who does a podcast who thinks he's a media member. Like he's never, he never, never had a job in the media before, never had a talk show job or anything like that. So, I mean, no, I don't work with him. 
Uh, and I wouldn't consider some, I'd consider somebody the opposite of somebody who's serious about broadcasting. Yes, he is right about that. I have been around for a while. I've been on the air for about 20 years, much of that here in Las Vegas. Uh, so he was right about that part, at least. I have to say, Brian, it was a little bit uh, uh, strange and a little bit disingenuous when he starts pointing out, too, saying, oh, I think that he did the event for Steve Sanson. I think that he did this, and I think that he did that, when you know very well yeah. that he, in fact, did do those do those actual events and did do those shows yes. because you're a super fan of Brian. So, yeah. And by the I mean, way, on, I did a pretty yeah. good job moderating for eight hours a bunch of fools that were running for office. And you talked about that in, in, yeah. in length on yeah. your show, about yeah. how that all went down a and what of, happened in that event. A bunch of MAGA yeah. fools that were running for governor, many of them which are election deniers, and in eight hours... I only uh, broke in twice and interrupted because the job of a moderator, if somebody says something that is factually inaccurate, which was Donald Trump won the 2020 election, which is a lie. It's like saying the earth is flat. And then some idiot who didn't win, who was running for office, said that COVID was a hoax. And I, and I jumped in there. I only jumped in twice, and, and that was the only time I did that. Spitting facts to people that don't like to listen to facts, basically, right. Brian, right. is what you're right. doing. Right. I yeah. did that. And then there was this yeah. uh, Valentine's Day, I forgot what they called it, dinner, and it was to raise money for charity. I've hosted mm-hmm. a few of those, and I did a a pretty good job doing that as well. At least everybody was there said so. I did my job, um, and, and and that was it. And, and and I don't think Steve Sanson's a bad guy. I get along with him just fine. But I wouldn't. I, we don't like hang out. Um, he invited me to some events, as did some other people in in the Veterans and Politics Organization, and I, and I appreciated that, and I did it. Um, so that's that. So anyway, uh, my last. Uh, go ahead. So apparently, we're gonna have. Uh, there's gonna be a show coming up, Brian, in which we can go check out your podcast, Chris. Oh, whatever. It's when, when's yeah. this podcast? At? I don't know. I don't is it on, know. on the weekends know. or during the week? I have no idea. Anyway, you're he's going to be breaking down this actual great. episode right now great. of PTL yeah. on a new show yeah, coming good, up. Good. So we have to check that out, Brian. So, so make sure to uh, Chris, Chris, if you're listening right now, make yeah. sure to play this because this is the end of the segment, Chris. You are a loser. You have no talent. You'll never get a job in this industry. You have no idea how to do a podcast. You have no idea how to do a show. You're not smart enough to debate topics. No person with any name recognition will ever come on your show because nobody is watching. And you are a bona fide loser. Okay? So go ahead. That's and a very please, definitive statement. Right please there. go ahead and play that on your little least listened to <laughs> podcast over and over and over again. And keep talking smack about people that are more successful than you. Uh, your wife and your family must be very proud of you. Hey, honey, I'm going to be downstairs for about three and a half hours. Oh, really? What are you doing? Are you looking at porn? No, I'm going to be talking smack about this middle-aged ginger named Brian Shapiro. Uh, that's how I spend my Saturday nights. Chris, sounds like you have a very exciting life. All right, we're going to take a a quick break. And uh, when we come back, speaking of somebody that has a very exciting life, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's in the news again, folks. Marjorie Taylor Greene wants a national divorce. We'll get to that when we come back. Take a quick break. Be back right after this. We're listening. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits, hour number two. So glad you could join us. We got Chris Wynn in the house. It's Monday. Yes. And by the way, uh, 
you know, uh, for that guy, Chris Dyer, who doesn't understand how radio works, this is called an advertiser. This is called a live read because I'm trying to help him out. Uh, I'm just checking out some of his uh, comments, yeah. Brian, on the YouTube feed. I got to say, Chris is kind of funny a little bit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, no. look, it's, yeah. but it's, it's just. I use yeah. the term, a different term called pathetic. But anyway, I'll tell you some people who are not pathetic. Uh, Sahara West Urgent Primary Care, yeah. located at Sahara and Jones, right down the street from the station, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, believe it or not, we don't do a show from our basement. Uh, 6125 West Sahara Avenue, no appointment needed. Give them a call, 702-2480-554. Great about this place is they take most insurances, but if you don't have insurance, they charge $95. I was in and out of there in 20 minutes. Great people over there. Andrew and Jessica will take care of you. Wonderful people, and they will take care of you. SaharaWestUrgentCare.com is the website. Again, no appointment needed, but uh, if you want to call in advance, please do so. Again, that number, 702-2480-554. See, Chris, that's uh, what we call an advertiser. It's an advertiser on the radio. How do you make, yeah. Brian? You you do this show for free. I thought that's right. You just come in here. It's pro bono work, my friend. Right? Hey, hey, how many advertisers do you think that guy has? He must have a plethora of advertisers with his fourteen listeners, right? Plethora might not be a good word for the Chris has, Dyer podcast. He has one okay. advertiser per listener. That's that's what I think he has. Uh, so wait, what? No, he probably doesn't have any advertisers. Do you think he has any? I have no How idea. How could you have an advertisement? I'm going to check it out, though. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, uh, I think we have somebody on the line. Let me give out the number, 702-221-7283. We're going to talk about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, she wants a national divorce, Chris. I'll get to that. I think we got uh, some callers on the line. Again, that number, 702-221-7283. Let's go to Al. Al, what's going on, man? Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, uh, you know, I, I listen to your show. I, I do consider it, even though we're on opposite sides or or we're not on the same side the uh, political spectrum or I'm more on the Republican side. I do consider you a good um, um, uh, analyst or you talk about the show, a good radio talk show host. You got good topics. Wait, is this Chris Dyer? I personally, Chris, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Al, you're giving him no, compliments. You don't, know, get, don't swell Brian yeah, Shapiro's head up, man. Why would I listen to a show that I don't like? Come on, man. Exactly. You know, I'm not, yeah, you know, I got better That's things to point. do. You know, so the thing is that uh, personally, though, I think you gave the guy too much time because there's a lot of other topics that are important did. to talk about. I probably did. And let me add, let me just say one thing about uh, the the stolen election and to the Republican people out there. You know, um, uh, <clears throat> I heard something this weekend from um, uh, Bill O'Reilly, which is one of the more conservative guys. Who he has a new show called The, the Sexual Spain Predator. News. That should be the name of his new show. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, that guy. Well, that you know, you always once you get the bad mark, they get you off the radio. So you know, well, whatever. But anyhow, so. He said, he said, and that was my only doubt. If I ever were going to go on the show, this was the point that I was going to hammer, and I got shot down this weekend, and I want to share that with you guys. He said that in the Pennsylvania election, um, uh, Jim Jordan was saying that the uh, Pennsylvania people bypassed the Constitution by going over there and changing the election laws without talking to the legislation. And I thought he had a solid point. I, I was like, well, with Jim Jordan all the way. And it turns out that um, Bill O'Reilly said that when the Trump administration couldn't come up with evidence and the, and the judges were willing to listen, that's when he knew it was over. And so I think Republicans, for everybody, are, are accepting that these are the new rules, that um, maybe we didn't have the evidence, that maybe... You know, we have to accept well, that Biden. Um, uh, maybe won. you think maybe they didn't have the evidence. Yeah, well, or maybe you know, they just I mean, didn't I don't have, know how because yeah. I don't know have all the evidence of all the states. That's all. But I know that in Nevada, they changed the rules. We didn't like it, but that's the way it works. You know, they, they have, changed the rules because of COVID, done. though, Al. Al, they ch- there was a reason why 
there were a lot of rules changed with respect to the 2020 election. It was because of COVID-19, right? It was because of the pandemic. It wasn't anything to benefit Democrats or benefit Republicans. That wasn't a thing. And by the way, I have to make a quick point. You brought up Jim Jordan and his comments and his feelings towards the election in Pennsylvania. Let me tell you something, my friend. All right. I don't give any credence whatsoever to anything that Jim Jordan has to say, an Ohio congressman, with respect to the legal situation in Pennsylvania or any other state for that matter, when it came to the 2020 election. It's completely well, ridiculous. This is, uh, yeah. No, 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 that's fine. Yeah. I mean, you got a good point. I mean, you guys yeah. are more into the whole thing. I just thought I'd throw that out yeah. there, you know, yeah. for those, for those yeah. that, you know, because that How? was the only, yeah. all I had was as evidence, you know, and... And I would I would think that I think that the Democrats are going to keep that because they have the majority right now. Yeah, they could call a bill to reverse it. They're not going to do it. They actually want to yeah. have, yeah. from what I'm hearing, um, uh, voting polls in jail cells. Hey, Al, can you get me Mike McDonald in studio, please? <laughs> Al. Uh, Al, you got you got I'll a connection to, to, to Big Michael McDonald? Can you no. get me Sigal Chata in studio, please? <laughs> I want to get the nut jobs in your party to come on yeah. my show. Well, I'll give, I'll, 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 talk, I'll talk to them and I'll let them know next time I see them. We're tell gonna Mike be McDonald the, I won't. Um, uh, tell Mike McDonald I won't seize his cell phone. I promise. Okay. Um, uh, tell, I'll see. We're going to be having some big events over in Henderson. Events so we'll that I'm like, not we're having to. The, they'll kick me out of those. Events. We're having the Lincoln. We're having the Lincoln uh, Douglas event, and then we're having. Um, yeah. uh, uh, Marquis oh. Dilly, Dylan or something, the one hey, that challenged You know what? Let me tell you something, my friend. Run. Nothing yeah. sounds more fun to me than be hanging out with a bunch of middle aged Republicans in Clark County. Yeah, well, I'm a middle aged. I'm, I'm actually a senior citizen. I'm just now. kidding. So I'm Al, Al, word, Al, word on the street is that Jesse Law is just chomping at the bit to jump on Push the Limits yeah. and do an interview with yeah, Brian Shapiro. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's just. Oh, that's is just that right? That's, talk, that's a rumor. Hey, Al, that's a rumor that's yeah. out there. I don't yeah. want to, you know, keep perpetuating it, but it could be, yeah. it could be out there, guys. Uh, yeah. Could be. Hey, well, Al, it's go, good to hear from you. I'll go find out yeah, I'll go find out and see what's up. It's hey, good to hear from you, Al. I'm just joking, my All friend. Right. You're a nice guy, and I, I appreciate All you right, calling bro. in. Thank you, Al. All, All right. right, not a problem. Thank, Thank you. Seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three is the number to call. So, you know, there are some people on the chat that are saying, you know, Democrats are a joke. And then when I when I go into specific and to ask them, oh, why are Democrats a joke? They just they just say Joe Biden's in the bunker. But you guys are welcome to call in seven zero two 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 one seven two eight three. So Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, seems to be in the news for all the wrong reasons. Three Toe Marjorie uh, made some statements on Twitter saying that uh, she basically wants this a new idea for America to separate by red states and blue states, calling it a national <laughs> divorce, uh, which is, by the way, dumb and it is harmless to would be harmless to this country. Um, but in my personal opinion, it's a window into a very dangerous vision, you know, within the Republican Party. It's a dictator-type vision. Am I wrong? Absolutely. But let me point out something very simple, Brian, when you hear the first thing that I heard <laughs> when, when this story went down. Marjorie Taylor Greene, what does she happen to be a representative? What state does she happen to represent, Brian? She represents the state of buffoons, apparently. <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, what state does she does she represent? She doesn't represent this state. I know that. So she represents the state of Georgia, yeah, right? She's yeah. a House of Representatives representative from the state of Georgia. What party... Are the, are the senators, the two senators from her state, what party are they in? Well, obviously. They're Democrats. Obviously so, the look, that, yeah. fundamentally, yes, we understand that there are red and blue states from a perspective that, yes, they vote majority one way or vote majority another when it comes to that state. So that's why we call it a red or blue state. But what she's proposing is something that can't even feasibly be done. It can't even be done at all. 
Right. And I'm going to use a perfect example of a state right next to us in California. There are millions upon millions of Republicans in the state of California. Yes, it is a blue state from a perspective of voting, but you're not going to be separating states into red and blue states in any way, shape, or form. It, again, is an ignorant and imbecilic comment that she has made. Do you think, Chris... That that makes no sense. Do you think, Chris, that Marjorie Taylor Greene said this because she actually believes it or she just wants to make headlines and say something crazy? I think that she is a bigot. I think that she has all kinds of ideas in her head that are absolutely moronic and imbecilic. And I think that she is someone that, and I'm going to say this fundamentally, look, she has no business running a hot dog cart on the Las Vegas Strip, much less making any determinations or being a lawmaker in Washington, D.C. This is kind of the problem that I have with the United States government right now as a whole. And look, it's going to sound like I'm grouping in Democrats and Republicans, decent ones that are Republicans and Democrats that can actually get things done and that are actually sound-minded and rational and reasonable. But when you when you have people like this who have a platform like Marjorie Taylor Greene does, let's be honest, I mean, she's she's essentially one of the more talked about Republicans in the country right now, right? It doesn't matter if she says things that are insane or right. crazy or bigoted or racist mm-hmm. or Islamophobic or whatever. She it's she has a voice. This is a major problem that we have in American politics today: is people like this who are given a forum and who are given some type of credibility or some type of authority, right? Power, for example, in the United States government that that is so disheartening to a lot of us Americans out there. And look, Brian, I don't talk about this enough, but, but, but you know, it, it's people like this that almost make me want to get into politics. Well, let me, I agree because with it, because I agree. It, let's I, go, let's go there. I feel so, I'd be much more qualified. When Green, I agree. When Green to do was, a better job. When Green was asked to go into further detail about this divorce, she said she thought the two sides of American politics had reached the point of irreconcilable differences on a variety of topics. Well, I agree with her. Let's talk about some of these topics. Mm-hmm. When we talk about, I'm just going to name a few, and you could add some more, but right. um, talk about gun control. Democrats for decades have been wanting to put proper gun legislation in place, uh, banning assault weapons, red flag laws. Uh, Republicans' only answer to all the gun violence in this country seems to be more guns are the answer, right. and let's make it easier for people to get guns. If you don't believe me, look at the policies Abbott just put in place in Texas. So that's number one. Number two, abortion. The overwhelming majority of people in this country, Republicans and Democrats, are not pro-abortion. They're pro in a woman's right to choose. Exactly. But yet, these Republicans in office want to push forward, and now there's this new bill that might be pushed forward throughout the country. It's a big judgment that's going to be made. I believe it could be made today about an abortion pill that might be banned. And they want to, they want to portray us yeah. as being pro-abortion which instead of being pro-choice, which is, which is not true. Yeah. A- agree. So that's number two, Chris. Mm-hmm. Number three, health care. Democrats complain about Obamacare they have for years and years, including during the mm-hmm. Trump administration, yet they have no replacement plan for it. None. Zero. And then, you know, we talk about taxes. In the history of this country, Republicans have given tax breaks to the rich. Donald Trump did it. Republicans continue to do it and push that forward while you're not getting the tax breaks for the poor and the middle class. Uh, gay rights, LGBTQ rights. As a whole, we see in general, many people that are on the right call themselves good Christians, right? Jesus people, good Christians. When so many of these policymakers think it's a sin to be gay, 
the Mike Pence's of the world, who will never be okay with gay marriage, will never be okay with a man and a man marrying each other, or a woman and a, and a woman marrying one another. The Democrats are not perfect, and I would never say that, and I don't agree with Joe Biden when it comes to every policy, and I can give you perfect examples of that as well. Mm-hmm. But fundamentally speaking, Marjorie Taylor Greene is right. Uh, there are irreconcilable differences, what she said. Gun control, health care, minorities, rights, you know, when it comes to gay rights. So she's absolutely right. And you want to know why? Republicans, can, seven of the last eight presidential elections have lost the popular vote for these reasons that I just talked about, but they're too stupid to even understand that. The overwhelming majority of Americans disagree with Republicans and the policies that they want to put forward or they have put forward. And I also put forth all, that they've lost the popular vote because they're just flat out, the numbers aren't there for for MAGA and for Republicans. There are just more Democrats or independents that lean left, right, or independents that will vote left in a situation like the 2020 election with Donald Trump against Joe Biden. Yep. So that's why mm-hmm. they've lost the popular vote over the seven out of the eight last elections. A couple more things also, Brian, I want to add to that list you just pointed out. Yep. Immigration, right? There's obviously differences between Democrats and Republicans with respect to immigration. A- absolutely differences yep. when it comes to foreign policy. We have a situation, obviously, the war in Ukraine going down. You have Republicans that want their cake and eat it, too. They want to sit back and they want to blast Joe Biden and say he's pro-China this and pro-China that. And yet, at the same time, there's Republicans out there openly, openly rooting for a murderous dictator tyrant like 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 Vladimir Putin to not, not just win the election, but they're also blasting and, and hammering Vladimir Zelensky in Ukraine as well, too. So they want to make it, portray it like, oh, yeah. You know, uh, Joe Biden's this, this commie this and commie that, and he's on China, and he's 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 owned by China and China this and China that. But at the same time, they want to, you know, they they're they're gonna they're gonna sit over here and wax poetic about Vladimir Putin in Russia. So you know, it's completely again the word gets brought up hypocrisy when it comes to Republicans on foreign policy as well too. Let's not even forget uh, about a story that came out before we go to break, Chris, about the Dominion voting machines and Fox News. I uh, had one Fox News uh, show over the weekend that said he's not allowed to talk about the Dominion voting machine situation. But we were learning in documents that just about everybody at Fox News knew it was a bunch of baloney and crap, this, this Dominion voting machine. But they still, yeah. as a calling themselves a credible news organization, which is the opposite of what a credible news organization should do. Let me explain. They <laughs> knew that this Dominion voting machine, that, that, that somehow it was for Democrats and, and, and they cheated with these Dominion voting machines. They knew it was a lie. Tucker Carlson knew it was a lie, and many other hosts at Fox News knew it was a lie. Yet they still put lies out there on Fox News. These anchors and these show hosts, knowing, and the network, knowing that this was a lie. The election lies were absolutely, that's what they were. They were lies, and this Dominion voting machine thing was a lie. Fox News is going to lose this lawsuit, and the reason why they're going to lose it is because there is evidence. This isn't an opinion. You're not reporting on something that Donald Trump says. For example, if Donald Trump said, the Dominion voting machines, blah, 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 you can report on what Donald Trump said. There's nothing wrong with that. Exactly. But you had opinion hosts that were pushing a false narrative, a lie, and they knew it was a lie, that these Dominion voting machines were not you know, we're, we're not fair and they were for the Democrats. I think they are going to lose. And then people watch Fox News like it's some sort of credible news source. 
I mean, this is an embarrassment to Fox. Well, the thing is with Fox News, look, we can break it. This would take a you know a ten hour show to break down the media and Fox News and kind of the transformation that's taken place in a matter of the last what five, six, seven, eight years with respect to that. But uh, look, there's a reason why Fox News put that out there, right, Brian? It's because it's red meat for their for their fan base, right? Those people that watch Fox News, most of the, most of you, not all of you, but most of you that watch Fox News, Fox News love that stuff. Yeah. They love all this stuff about bashing Democrats or in some way putting forth this idea that the 2020 election was rigged for Democrats and for Joe Biden. They eat that up. It is absolutely gold to those viewers. So that's why Fox yeah. News put that. Out. I'm not I'm not I'm not, I'm not I'm not excusing it. I'm not making you know, I'm not sitting back here making excuses for Fox News. Right. I'm just giving the reason why that was actually yeah. put out there. And I'm going to give out the number because there are some people who think that I'm paid for or I'm a coward. Uh, you know, we got all these. Statements. What are you paid for? Who are you yeah. paid for? Let by? me be very clear. These are my <laughs> opinions. These are Chris's yeah. opinions. We're not getting paid to say things. OK. Uh, and if you disagree with me and you think the Dominion voting machines somehow put the election towards Joe Biden or you think I'm being paid for or you disagree with me, give us a call. I'm going to give out the number. 702-221-7283. I'll take your call. I'll give you your chance. Again, that number to call if you want to be a part of the show. 702-221-7283. That's 221-7283. 702-221-SAVE. If you want to be a part of the show and you think I'm delusional or we're liberals or whatever the case may be, then I'll take your call. All right. Why don't we go to line three first, Lauren, if that's okay. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Hi, Lauren. Thanks for calling in. What's on your mind? Um, a, a couple of things. I, I think that one way that we can alleviate all these different little groups that we have in our country is just view it like this. If you're an American citizen, you're entitled to all the rights as an American citizen. You don't need special rights. And I think that that's what needs to be done. Um, I, I don't, I, I think that that would take care of a lot of, uh, mistrust of, uh, you know, well, we're making these, these people, uh, for, uh, for lack of a better term, sacred cows, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying they're actually cows, but yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. And I, I think that we need to get away from that. Uh, we, we're, if you're a citizen of this country, we know what rights we're entitled to, and that's the way it should be. Now, I've, I'm in an interracial marriage, and... I know that they, they passed special things for that yep. uh, decades ago. And, and uh, that, that should have never had to have happened, you know, uh, in, in my opinion. Um, and that, that's the main thing that I'm uh, – my, my main point is we, we don't need special laws for everybody. If you kill somebody, you're a murderer. So, you know, Lauren, we, Lauren we when you talk about this, what do you what do you mean by special rights as opposed to just your your ordinary American rights that you normally would have? What are you talking about? Okay, I mean, it, 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 well, I I just gave the example. I'm, you gave, I'm you gave one, yeah, you gave one example marriage. about about interracial marriage, right? Which I don't know. There's not really laws that uh, that prevent no. it at this point, not right? So country, it's not, no. yeah. So no. I don't know. So, but what 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 well, other I mean, if, but if, what if other you, things if, are you talking about? If you recall recently. Uh, when when there was the 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 right or the marriage to the right to marriage act or whatever it was right right and they were complaining about uh, people uh, um, that they were going to take 
the rights away from the LGBT community, and they were going to do then they were going to do it to people that were involved in interracial marriages. And I mean, to me, which is totally ridiculous. But well, we agree. Yeah. Anyway. No, it was what it was. What you're talking about is it was Democrats that were that are putting this out there. And I'll say this because I'm a Democrat. There were Democrats saying that uh, that the Republicans, particularly, I believe, uh, Clarence Thomas, right, yeah. the the uh, Supreme Court justice would be would be, yeah, uh, he, you know, it would yeah. lead. It, there was the idea was that it would lead to people infringing on. Mm-hmm interracial marriage because of the marriage which was which was about the lgbtq yeah. community lauren i got them uh, having the right to lauren i gotta get yeah. to some other calls my friend but it is always good to hear from you and uh look forward to talking to you again soon okay thank you lauren uh, all right thank appreciate you. that lauren 702-221-728 uh, yeah. i think we have a retired uh vet uh that uh is waiting on the line uh okay. i think his name is steve steve thank you for your service and thank you for calling in what's on your mind yeah as retired combat vet with 22 years and five in five uh, combat deployments, um, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned with the situation um, in uh, Taiwan. We're, now we're placing troops in there. I, I mean, we, we don't have we we don't have an alliance like we do with Japan or South Korea. First of all, mm-hmm. and I'm a little concerned with the executive branch overreaching the Constitution, i.e., the 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 uh, you know the lib- <clears throat> I call it. Uh, as a, as a military, if you look at Webster's dictionary, what an insurrection is, it's going in and overthrowing, uh, you know, a leader. We did that in Libya, but Obama did that with one, without one congressional vote. And to me, that's a violation of the War Powers Act. Can I ask I you a question? May I ask you a question yep. respectfully? Um, since you brought yeah. up the word insurrection, was January 6th uh-huh. an insurrection? Um, if, if it was. Then when they breached the White House in June of that year, when they burned the church, then that that too was an insurrection. When fifty um, when fifty Secret Service agents were injured, and the president had to go to the basement, that that was an insurrection too. My friend, when did friend, that happen? Then. What are you talking about? That was when a, did the president have to June, go to the basement? When that June of that year? June of that year. You what can, year? You can what Google year? look it up. What year? 2021. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, what? hold on. Wait, hold we, on. We, we, we live in the same country you okay, do. I, I don't remember any in of the... 2021, what are you about? Yeah. you're telling me Joe Biden had to go to the basement and 50 people broke no, into the White House? No, wasn't Biden... Do you remember when they, you remember when BLM burned, burned the you, church across the Joe Biden. Wait, time out, time out, time out. Call it, call her. Joe Biden was the president of the United States in 2021. No. No, not when 2021. Excuse me, I got the years wrong. Do you remember when they oh, burned the church? So you're saying when Donald Trump was president, he had to go to the basement? Is that what you're trying to say? He, in, he in, the, in the basement of the church. No, in the basement of the White House. Get right. your fucking facts together, you fucking okay, facts. All right, okay. so look. So, so now, he, wait, wait, time out. He's swearing at us because he get, the guy doesn't even know what yeah, year he's guy, in. He doesn't even know what year he's talking. Yeah. Hey, guy, all right? Thank you for your service, by the way, as a fellow veteran, okay, as a, a fellow U.S. Army veteran. Thank you for your service. But get your dates right and get your story straight. And by the way, Brian and I live in the same country you do, all right? If there was some type of breach of the chapel in the White House where the President of the United States, Donald Trump at the time, apparently, because, you, by the way, you didn't even tell us what year it was that this happened. This would have been a major yeah. story, yeah. and the perpetrators yeah. of that event so here's the thing. would have been held accountable. There's, there's a reason right? why I asked so that So what question. is he talking about? As soon as this guy called in and yes. started criticizing Obama for some sort of insurrection, that's the same guy. I knew this was going to go this way, that phone call. Because obviously he's a MAGA supporter and he defends January 6th. Okay. So notice when I asked him, is January 6th an insurrection? He shifted to something else. He shifts else. and he won't yeah. answer the question. Yeah. That's what these MAGAs do. And by the way, 
When a MAGA can't form and put sentences and facts together, what do they do? They swear at us. It happens every show because they can't form an opinion with facts to back up their opinion. So they swear and get get your blanking facts together. Meanwhile, this guy is saying that the, there was an insurrection in the White House in 2021. And I'm like, Joe Biden was in the basement. Sir, I don't know what medication you're on today. I appreciate your service to this country. But if there's anybody that can't get their effing facts straight, it's you, not us. Spell the word fact. And then call us back when you can have an intellectual conversation without swearing at us, with all due respect. And you can't drop F-bombs. a live radio show. No. It's not a podcast no. where well, anything that's what goes. These do. You can't just start dropping F-bombs and left and right, kid. Every right. day I get a MAGA that swears at me. Every day. Because yeah. I, I, I embarrass them. And this is what we get from it. Yeah. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's go to doctor. Do we have a doctor on the line? No. Okay. Okay. I thought we did. I, I thought we did. 702-221-7283, the number to call. <laughs> I find it so interesting. Where would somebody like that get information like that, that there was an insurrection in the White House? I think there's some outlets out there. They start with like OAN and Newsmax and uh, what is what is the other one? The right wing America, whatever. They have the, the they have the war room with uh, our boy yeah. who uh, uh, convicted criminal and yeah. got Did you pardoned even know by that, the Chris? Breaking news. I never knew that. Yeah, I, 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 guess, I, guess I didn't I got, know. I didn't know yeah. that uh, Donald Trump was making yeah. a run to the bunker underneath the chapel at the White House. So I guess because it, of an insurrection. So I guess by Trump was in the bunker. A bunch not of Democrats. Joe Biden. It was it? Trump that was in the bunker, not exactly. Joe Biden. By the way, there was no insurrection at the White House. No. You have absolutely no idea what you were talking about. Nobody broke into the White House. Uh, there was a, several years back, there was a guy that went over the gate and he was tackled. Uh, and I'm sure there's been a number of probably, and, and, and look, I don't want to get a visit from the uh, Secret Service here, but I probably, there probably was attempts at, on President Trump's life when he was in office that yeah. we don't know about, you know, and that, right. that took place. Right. But, uh, don't, don't put it out there. Sir, uh, uh, here on PTL Live, that you yeah. you you are privy to some information that Brian and I don't know Man, with respect to something like Chris, that. Chris, here's the yeah. sad thing about this, right? And I'm assuming this guy is telling the truth. Here's a guy who I would assume risked his life, like you, to to serve this nation. No, he risked more because I wasn't even I was not someone who was in combat. But, but I was. My point is, here's yeah. a guy that risks his life for this country. And then he just spews lies, and I don't even think he knows it. I don't know where. Well, he look, it's his political beliefs, and I'm not going to, you know, deprive it's anybody. Not a nobody should be to say that there was. Well, an he has his. He has. House. Okay, so Brian, he has his political viewpoints yeah. that are absolutely, obviously, right wing. He might be yeah. a MAGA guy. I don't know, well, I'm sure but he he's definitely on the right. Yeah. and he it's has okay some to animosity have, towards right. Democrats. So listen, and Joe it's Biden. okay to have political beliefs, as I say on this show all the time. You're entitled to your own mm -hmm. opinions. You're not entitled to your own facts. Yeah. When you make an ignorant claim that there was an insurrection at the White House. You have absolutely no idea what you're talking about, and you can't spell the word fact. If you're going to call into this show, you can have differences of opinions. Like an opinion would be, Joe Biden's a terrible president. I'll give you reasons why I feel that way. Or Donald Trump is a great president. I'll give you some policies that work and why I think he was. That, that's an opinion. Yeah. That's fine. We can have a conversation about that. But when you make a statement like Donald Trump won the election in a landslide in 2020, or January 6th wasn't an insurrection, but in 2021, there was an insurrection in the White House then I'm not going to give you the time of day on this show. And you're just going to be embarrassed. And it's sad that somebody that serves this country honorably uh, has so much misinformation. And that's the dangers of Fox News, going back to what I said earlier, Fox News, OAN, and Newsmax. They spew right-wing propaganda. They're right-wing echo chambers. That's all they do. And if you watch that day in and day out, 
You start to believe it. And I even know some people that are somewhat intelligent that believe some of that stuff. And it's dangerous and it's bad for the country. And I'm it's sure absolutely know. indicative, right, Brian? Of yep. You hear something over and over and over and over again. Yep. Like you just said, you start to believe it. You actually think it's true. And yep. that's, and that's yep. something that's very disheartening it for is, us, folks. It is. It is. So right. anyway, going back to Marjorie Taylor Greene, we hope she gets her divorce. And uh, we'll take a break. Uh, but... Uh, I want to switch topics a little quickly, Chris, because we are, uh, you mentioned the NCAA. I know you meant, you, you meant to say NAACP, but yes. that's okay. We all misspeak. I said Britney Spears instead of Britney Griner about five times. Uh, I want to talk a little NCAA basketball when we come back because we got March Madness right around the corner. UNLV basketball, the Mountain West Conference. Running Rebels pulled out a win against yes. the uh, Falcons on Friday. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about Barely. People were Barely. Talking about how it was such a courageous yeah. win. Uh, <laughs> and we got uh, spring training this weekend in Vegas as well. We'll get to that. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Buddy, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment, and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey, everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn, that true blue New York-style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
That's somebody on uh, our our TikTok that says nobody was charged with insurrection. Uh, it's called sedition. Yeah. Uh, and, and yes, there were people actually not just charged, but convicted. Anyway, welcome back to the show. Pushing the limits with C-Win on a Monday. We're going to have some guest hosts the rest of the week. I'm looking for a permanent host on the show. doesn't mean Chris Wynn's not going to be here every Monday because he still will. We love Chris coming in. Michelle will still be making appearances. Thomas Moskal. We'll still have all the regular crew. Uh, but... Uh, no, we're going to have a permanent co-host. I'm hoping by the end of March, but I don't. I'm. Mm. I'm I don't want to really put a time limit on it because I want to make the right decision. But uh, we're going to have a lot of guest hosts uh, joining us this week. All right, so Chris, I want to tell you guys about my good friend and my favorite gaming bar in town. I know you love it. It's called Jackson's Bar and Grill. It's located at Flamingo and Jones. See when knows to put a few twenty spots in those machines from time to time. Great, not afraid. Great food, great atmosphere. You know, if you get two hundred points, Chris, this month. Uh, you get uh, Wednesdays. Well, and Sundays. We're at the end of February, though, so that's not yes. going to do you much good now. So I'll get okay. the new promos for uh, uh, March. But I know uh, Brian Slopak and the crew there are going to have great promotions. Uh, but yeah, they have great promotions already. I mean, if you sign up for a new player's card, I think if you get uh, 20 points, if I'm not, oh, no, 100 points, you get $20 in free yeah. slot play. So please check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill, great food, great atmosphere, great bartenders. Tell them I sent you. All right, see when. So, um, I didn't get a chance. Uh, I was busy this weekend, but I didn't get a chance to catch the Air Force UNLV yeah. game. And uh, You didn't miss much, my friend. I'm not going <laughs> to lie to you. From a you excitement at, standpoint. Did you watch the game? I did watch some of the game, but I was not there. I had uh, prior obligations as far as other employment. But I can basically sum it up like this. It was a snoozer, my friend. They won 54-53. What a gross score. Uh, EJ Harkless had 23 in the game and was by far the lead scorer for UNLV. Everybody else was in single digits. It was not a display of outstanding college basketball. The UNLV women Shapiro. can score that many points in one quarter, can't they? I mean, oh my God. Much right. more exciting this weekend with UNLV Lady Rebels taking on San Diego State on Saturday, Brian. Oh, yeah. In a packed house at the Cox Pavilion, in which they won that game against San Diego State, and fin- and they're now undefeated in the regular season in the yeah. Mountain West. Congratulations to yeah. Coach LaRock. As I've, I always mention on this show, the Lady Rebels are doing a phenomenal yeah. job. I look forward to having her on before the Mountain West Conference Tournament, which is right around the corner, yes. men women. we got so many college basketball tournaments here. we got the WAC, and uh, man, am I pulling for Todd Simon. Uh, they were picked, uh, like I think, second or third to last in this conference, mm-hmm. and now they're up top there. Uh, might be the number two seed in the WAC tournament, and uh, they can win it all. And I would nothing more I'd want to see than Todd Simon in the NCAA tournament turning uh, that Southern Utah program around. We've got the Pac-12 tournament, which I plan on going to. Mm-hmm. We've got the Mountain West Conference tournament. The first tournament is, is one of my favorites, the West Coast Conference yes. tournament. Gonzaga took care of St. Mary's the other day. Um, that's a great one. We've got the Big West tournament in Henderson. I mean, there is so much college basketball here. It's ridiculous. But let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Let's talk about UNLV hoops. Yeah. And they have a big game uh, senior night. I believe it's Wednesday night. Wednesday against Utah State yeah. here at the Thomas and Mac. This yeah. is, so this is a huge game for a lot of reasons for mm-hmm. UNLV. Um for starters, you don't want to be in a playing game in the Mountain West Conference Tournament, and that's still up in the air right now. That was a uh, – this is what I don't understand about beating a, a not a very good Air Force team. At home, by the way, you can't make the excuse on the road. Right. It took a last-second tip-in by Harkless to win that basketball mm-hmm. game against an Air Force team that is not very good. Yeah. UNLV is not in a very good position. Um, I say to myself – I don't see them winning a quarterfinal game, maybe a playing game, and it's going to be another bad year. And Kevin had a decent year last year. He had more talent. And I'm going to tell you this right now, and this is my opinion. I'm not saying that Kevin should lose his job this year. I think you give him one more year. But I'm also going to say this. If you're not at the top of the Mountain West Conference, you don't have to be number one. don't have to win the conference. don't have to win the tournament. 
But if you're not legitimately competing for a Mountain West Conference title next year, I do think you have to make a change. As much as I like Kevin personally, I love the Krugers. He's just not getting it done this year. The team is not, and, and you know, you could say it's bad luck. They've lost a lot of close games. A lot of that is game management, and a lot of these games shouldn't have been close. So I'm very disappointed in UNLV men's basketball. Maybe they'll do something heroic here in the tournament. I doubt it. I just don't think they're good enough. Well, look, you've expanded on this and talked about this as far as, you know, our personal feelings towards Kevin Kruger, right? As, yeah. as a person, as, yep. as a guy, I think he's great. He's tremendous. Uh, but we've also expanded and given our opinions as to whether or not he should have gotten this job. And I personally have talked about this and Jose and I talked about this on Friday. And Brian, you've, you've made your comments very clear. I don't think he should have gotten this UNLV job out of the gate. This should not have been his first job as a head coach in college basketball. You go to somewhere where you have an opportunity to season yourself as a coach. You get to kind of grow into being a head coach at a college basketball program. And, and you know, you're there for three or four. Todd Simon's a perfect example of this, yeah. right? Todd Simon, yes, he was an interim coach here because of the circumstances that took place here at UNLV mm-hmm. for a short period of time. But what did he do? He was a young coach who went to Southern Utah, just up the road in Cedar City, and has transformed that program from, uh, you know, a, a program that nobody had ever heard of or cared about to now a program that was that was good in the conference they were in last year and now is going to be is going to be talked about in the WAC as well to now and he's established himself and now he's going to be in line to get that that job at a higher level program. Yes, UNLV is a middle tier program across the country, but there are programs where a ton of coaches that were in Kevin Kruger's situation as far as coaching experience go to smaller programs for three, four, five maybe shorter period of time, mm-hmm. and then they get that job right. at UNLV or Utah State or at Colorado State or at uh, New Mexico, for example. There are different levels that these coaches go to, and Kevin, in my opinion, needed to have that seasoning and didn't. And look, we understand. He's got the last name Kruger, all right? That absolutely benefited him in him getting the job here at UNLV. But to your point now about the situation that he's currently in mm-hmm. here at UNLV, Eric Harper... The athletic director did not hire him here at UNLV. So there's no allegiance there whatsoever when it comes to Eric. You talked about the circumstances of this team this year. And again, Jose and I talked about this Friday. You brought up how they had close losses. Let me tell you something. Let me be more frank than that. UNLV has lost games this year that they had no business losing. They had games this year that they should have won that they lost. That's on Kevin Kruger and his staff. Obviously, it's it's on the players, too. But... That's going to be on. That's that's uh, a part of this that you can critique Kevin Kruger and his coaching staff on is that they had games in which they should have absolutely been victorious and won those games and didn't do it, and that's why they're in the position they're in right now, which is which I can't even believe we're talking about this again because Brian, you and I have covered this team for a number of years, and there's just been too many seasons lately where we go into the Mountain West tournament and you're talking about UNLV playing in a play-in game. <coughs> to me, that's preposterous. It's ridiculous. It's absurd that we're talking about UNLV playing in a play-in game. This is a program that should be one of the top three programs in the conference every single year. No excuses. You should be a top three or four program in the conference every single season. And we're talking seriously about them playing in the play-in game next week in the Mountain West tournament. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. uh it's very unfortunate and um 
you know, San Diego State's a good basketball team, but uh, the rest of it is, is pretty wide open. I know Boise State's a solid second, but I think Boise State could be beaten. Uh, San Diego mm-hmm. State's going to win the conference. I don't see uh, that changing. I, I still, in my, even though Bradley doesn't have the best stats per se, I still think he's all around the best player in the conference. I mean, you can make an argument certainly for Mashburn. He's a very good player, but, uh, you know, New Mexico's been struggling a little bit and, uh, Utah State's going to be interesting. The reason why it's a big game Wednesday, ramifications for seedings in the Mountain West Conference tournament. Utah State's a decent basketball team. You know, and I could see Utah State maybe playing UNLV in a quarterfinal game. So um, I think this is a game actually, call me crazy, I think this is a game that UNLV can win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a decent matchup for them because, you know, Utah State has some guys that can shoot the ball. They got pretty good guard play. They got guys that can shoot, but I, I do believe UNLV is more athletic. I think this is a winnable game for them, especially on senior night. So we'll wait and see what happens here. Uh, but uh, it should be an interesting game on Wednesday night. I know we're in the back end of the show, Brian, but let me toss bounce this off you a little bit. Yep. Obviously, the Mountain West tournament is next week. There's been a lot of discussions as far as the dynamics of the NCAA tournament and yep. what the Mountain West can do. What do you think is the number as far as the number of teams from the Mountain West that get into the big dance. Right, me personally, I think it's a one-bid league. I think that, uh, you know, unless there is a situation in which Boise State wins, the, obviously, the Mountain West Tournament, then there'd be a, it'd be a two-bid league because of, this, that, because of that circumstance. But what, in your opinion, is going to be the number as far as well, the Mountain West I think the getting maximum, the tournament? I think the maximum this year would be two. Mm-hmm. Uh, San Diego State is in. Uh, I don't yeah. think I don't think San Diego State has to win the Mountain West Conference tournament. They're they're an established top lingering top twenty five basketball team. They've had a really good year. They've got some pretty good wins at the beginning of the year. Uh, they're 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 a top twenty five team. San Diego State's in. That's a lock. Now, if San Diego State wins the tournament and Boise State makes the finals, I think you can maybe make the yeah. argument for Boise State. But ooh, if Boise State loses early in the tournament and maybe a team like, I don't know, Utah State or New Mexico gets in, I wouldn't say New Mexico or Utah State's a lock. I think I think that obviously the best way to get two teams in the tournament is if San Diego State goes down and then one of those other teams gets the automatic bid. But no, this is not listen, I've had these conversations with Kevin Kruger on the air about this and I love Kevin, but it's a more competitive league this yeah. year. The, the quality of play is not that. I mean, listen, there are teams that were on the bottom, like San Jose State. They're, 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 I wouldn't say they're a quality team, but they're much better. There are teams that are improved. Fresno State's not any good. Air Force is not any good, right? You got uh, New Mexico's nowhere near as good as people thought they were. They're not. Um, now, can you get several teams in the NIT? I think that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But is, if you're talking about the NCAA tournament, it's San Diego State. And it, you're right. It might, it, it, you could be right. It might not be anybody else, but, it depends on what happens in the tournament, of course. But like I said before, and I say again, no matter what happens in the tournament, maximum two bids. Maximum. And a lot of people during the year are like, oh, we're going to get four or five teams. I'm like, no, no, it's not going to happen. Maximum two. And here's what has to happen, Brian, right? If UNLV does end up, and that's the way I'm going to describe it, end up in the play playing game, got to win that game. They got to win that game. Right. Or else, I mean, it's going to, it's going to be, you know how, you know how it's going to be construed here in Vegas. It's going to be a failure of a season. People are going to be irate if they lose that game. Let me ask you about what you just said, because we got um, a couple Mm -hmm. minutes here. If that does happen, and we hope it doesn't, but if Kevin loses, say, in the playing game to like an Air Force or or a Fresno, I don't even think Fresno is going to be in the playing, but, but uh, hypothetically, Kevin deserved to come back. I don't think he deserves to come back, but I think he will come back. I, I don't yeah. think that 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 harp is going to pull the trigger and can him. But man, but if he does fire him, it's going to be really hard to to come up with reasons why he shouldn't have. You know, and and, and it's going to be really difficult for all these people that are going to be 
Because you know the deal, right, Brian? We've covered this team for a long time. There's going to be people that are going to come out and say, Kevin Kruger never had a chance, or, you know, there are going to be people that are going to be backers of Kevin. Right. If that's if that actually takes place, he ends up, he ends up being let go. There absolutely will be. So, well, uh, but yes, I think I think that if they do lose in the play-in game, or if they have no success in the Mountain West tournament, I think there are absolutely legitimate reasons why you could be let go. It's going to be a very interesting sports uh, next. I was going to say weekend, not the next month of sports in Las Vegas. We've got the NCAA tournament here. We got big league weekend this weekend and next weekend. We got a gazillion postseason March Madness basketball tournaments here. We got John Jones fighting this weekend in Vegas. I mean, there's so much stuff going on. Vegas Golden Knights taking on the Colorado Avalanche up in Denver tonight, Brian. Too also yeah, from the NHL. Big so. game, big game for them. Yeah, uh, against a very good Colorado team so uh a lot of sports going on a lot of stuff going on here in town and uh, and we're basketball junkies right brian so oh, yeah. we're going to be bouncing around a lot all of these over, tournaments all over this the, week yeah. all over these tournaments yeah. so chris thank you for joining us on absolutely Monday, as always i owe chris lunch now i, I have to regretfully pay, take him to lunch now hopefully i can get a, a comp meal though that's usually the way it works but anyway the hookup uh, yes chris thank you for being here as always and uh we i got have... a podcast to watch on saturday shapiro jeez oh, i just even, looked it up it's on saturday let's yeah. not even talk about that guy anymore. to our that, podcast that's enough of that guy but anyway that was a fun segment uh thanks for being here, Chris, and uh, yeah. uh, some some surprise guest hosts that are uh, I hate to use the term tryout, but that's what we're doing, and we're going to have a auditions, uh, right? Yeah, an audition tomorrow. So thanks for joining us, everybody. Thanks to Mark as always, and we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. <laughs>